0: Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. We've got Ryan Collin, your host. Hello, Governor. God save the king. That's fitting for today.
1: <laughs> and God bless the Queen. And that's who who are you? Uh, hi. Bob.
0: Ah, <laughs> you're dumb. Should we air that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, God we're going to get King. canceled. Jesus Christ. It's been three hours. The royal family ain't got nothing on us.
0: <laughs> Hello, we got Grillmaster master Jimbo in the house. Everybody's British today, okay? Everybody's British. Like, Mar- like March 17th, everybody's uh, Irish. Yeah. Who else we got? Who's laughing in the background?
3: Captain JG.
0: Captain Jason is back. From his month-long hiatus.
3: <laughs> couldn't you, ha- took, couldn't take it anymore.
0: Had to leave. You <laughs> you, uh, you better have some stories. That's all I got to say. You better have some salmon stories of non-puking and off the boat. Nobody puked. Nobody no.
3: puked and the old boat ran well. So I'm, that's the end of the story. Am I
0: seriously the only one that puked on that boat this summer? Yes. That's horseshit.
3: Well, I, I do have a story. I'm going to make a note of it. I have a story. That you guys are not going to believe.
0: <laughs> You'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. Yes,
3: sir. Calm I'll wait patiently down. in the corner.
0: <laughs> you sit in the corner and wait for it to be called on.
2: <laughs>
0: you sit there and think about this. Jimmy. What up? What's new? Uh, just been. Uh, you, you've been on. You were on a couple weeks ago. It's so not as long of a hiatus. Right, right we uh well i guess before that we we missed a week so sorry to our listener we missed a week uh, first time we've missed not airing a podcast for a week um due to the the storms the widespread storms that hit southeastern michigan i had no power for three days same and i had to babysit my generator
2: you have a generator
0: you didn't have a generator no nope. how the hell did you get through The was, you just lost everything in your freezers it, we
2: were basically glamping
0: you're just sitting there eating yeah <laughs> just stop, just stop. eat it all
2: it fast that's you why you gotta eat it all that's
0: why you had so many grill master videos did <laughs> you're just cooking <laughs> feed feeding the whole community over there it's Like what can i grill today i got a bag of, i got a bag of frozen carrots let's throw that on there <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was rough. The whole everything in the fridge had to get tossed.
0: You should have told me that, man. You could have came and at least grabbed mine for a couple hours, I get didn't your No. You could have, you could like come over and at least look at the generator. Yeah, you can no, look at it and have a beer with You can have a beer with me while I'm keeping all my <laughs> shit. Like, oh my god, bring your a,
3: beer's cold. We can talk about how cold gallon stuff. Bring a 5-gallon gas can yeah. over and hang out. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, all the stuff in my fridge went. Most of the stuff in the in the freezer, like thank god the venison stayed frozen. Yeah. But all the cheap crap uh, got
0: tossed. That's honestly all I cared about. Yep. <clears throat> so I don't have my house set up with a, like a transfer switch or anything, so I had to run cords in my house, and all I had to worry about was freezers, refrigerator, and the sump pump. I don't give a shit about anything else. Yep, yep, I got city water, so I didn't need, like, my well or anything like that, but...
1: He had the Xbox hooked up, too. I, <laughs> I did <laughs> at one point.
0: At one point, I hooked up the TV and hooked up the Xbox, just because I was like, I'm bored as shit right now. So, I didn't want to leave, so I want to leave the generator running, but... So I didn't want to leave the house unattended to. But so what? What else is new, Jimmy? Besides, uh, besides that,
2: been very heavily preparing for the upcoming deer season. I'm excited about that already. What, is, what does heavily preparing
0: mean? Just Think, by thinking it. deeply about it.
2: By, <laughs> just YouTube staring off, research. Just staring off when I should be working. Just thinking about what's to come. Watching hunting. Videos. No, I uh, I put my hunting bag Sitting together. Sitting outside like i said i would you know i got, He's that. got a
0: tree stand in the telephone pole next to his house he <laughs> just sits Hell up there yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that no, no no we had one as a kid i'm jelly
2: i got i got that outdoor edge knife that you guys told me to get thing's so sharp
0: the razor the yeah. razor one yeah oh, my god yeah. i just use that it is sharp i just use that you to cut to something it and it's scalpel sharp yeah yeah it is and what's nice is like when it gets dull you just go <laughs> bloop Throw the throw the blade away, pop Yeah, a new they give one you on. five replacement yeah. blades. And the them. replacement blades are They're super cheap. cheap. Yeah. They so actually I- make a gut hook blade. Um did I, did I give you any? I ordered I them. Think I have one. Yeah, they make a gut hook blade too that you can put on too. It's got a gut hook on the one side. So
2: if you have any extras, hook me up. No, I'm, I'm, all, I'm fresh out. Oh, damn, okay. <laughs> so what? What is we that? got the bag put together. I got the knife in there. I got the rubber gloves, the ziplock bags, the wipes for cleanup, everything like that for when I have to,
0: like. So you're assuming you're going to shoot something. Like I'm going to shoot them. All that extra preparation, you I'm won't I'm see shit. Exactly. I, got, uh,
2: <laughs> I, got, I bought six of the Rage Crossbow Broadheads. So Rage in the cage. Yep. Crossbow is sighted in. Um mm-hmm. I sighted in my 17 for small game, which is also coming up very September very 15th. So that's sighted in at 50 yards, so that's ready to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Just been uh, preparing for the upcoming hunting season, so been thinking about it every single second of the day.
0: Doing any fishing?
2: Not really. I fished in the pond behind work a couple times, with that. thing. You've
0: had like a month.
2: I have texted both of you guys multiple times to ask if you guys wanted to fish, and it was always something like,
0: oh, I'm camping, or I'm in Canada. You know what's funny is I was going to text you this week once I realized that I wasn't working all week. I was going to text you to see if you want to go fishing, but then literally my week booked up like all week. Yeah. So we got a concert tomorrow. We had this planned and some golfing, and I'm like, okay, I got no time for Jimmy. (laughs) Figures. (laughs) Sorry, man. It's all right. Sorry, bro. Oh, since you haven't been here, send it.
3: Snart! That sounded like Bob. He's getting good. Well, they don't want me to do it
2: my way anymore, so I got to do it all. Just
0: don't scream in a microphone. Not good. Our listener listener lost hearing. With a little bit of training,
1: he could be the best.
0: (laughs) 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 I haven't had that in a while.
2: is so good it's good it's stuff tasty. jason what are you sipping on bud
3: sipping on some scissor
0: nice some what some scissors some syrup sipping on scissor? some scissors what are, you, what are you canadian
2: no it's it's uh <laughs> don't tell them it's basically walkie slash don't if you know you no. know
0: Yep. i have no idea what the hell you. little wayne life about. what oh god <laughs> <laughs> So lost right yeah, now. You, like. you both just got kicked off this podcast. Yeah, mute them both. Yep, both, both are muted. Both are <laughs> muted. Hey, so what have you been up to? man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we don't talk about Little Wayne on this podcast. Lil no Wayne. Oh my god, terrible. All right, Jason, what have you been up to?
3: So let's see. We last we talked,
0: you were we, I was throwing up in your boat in Ludington. <laughs>
3: And, right. Last we boat, talked, and
0: the boat was staying in Ludington for the rest of August, yeah. and that was where we left off. Where yeah. does the story continue?
3: So the week we fished with you that weekend, you said never invite me back on this ever again because I'm not going. And then <laughs> the following weekend, went back over with my mom and dad, my brother, my fiance Nikki. Spent a few days fishing. Um, similar success. Had some bites, caught some fish, had a good time. Decent weather. Um, but the story that I want to tell from that trip is we're out there one morning. Dad, Jake, and I fishing in mid-morning, whatever. And there's a bird flying around our boat. Like, oh, that's funny. This little Tweety bird. And it landed on one of the fishing rods. Like, you know how the planer board rods were up off to the side, like sticking up the highest. Mm -hmm. It landed on there. And we were laughing. We were like five miles, six miles offshore. We were laughing how, oh, it's so far away. It landed on the rod. And it's going to be good luck. We didn't get a fish when it was flying around. But it flies away. And like, ten minutes later... We see something go flapping by, like, huh, what was that? And we look, we're like, holy shit, there's a bat flying around the boat, middle of the day. And so we're watching it, and the thing's like, it's little, and it's circling and circling, and it's getting closer and closer, and we're like, that son of a bitch is going to try to land on a boat. And so it flew, did some circles, and I was down under in the cabin getting some tackle, and Jacob's watching the thing, and the bat flies under the hard top of the boat and doesn't come out and he's like I don't know where it is guys but it flew in and it didn't come out so we think okay whatever jump
1: off that boat <laughs> Ryan doesn't like creepy crawlies.
2: no I would. No. I would
1: be. You're such
2: a big dude too, and you're gonna jump out of
3: the boat of a little a bat. Idea.
0: Bring a snake anywhere near him. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: I don't like snakes.
0: Now, if a snake was eating a bat, then I would I think about it. But oh man, I need a, so, I need a rubber snake for my. So boa. I
2: shouldn't bring my boa constrictor over.
0: I will kill you you will never be on a podcast ever again I will I will make it my life mission
3: that's funny all
0: right so the bat is in the the cabin so the
3: right right it like it flies not in the cabin like up front of the boat but just it like swooped under the hard top where dad was sitting driving okay and Jacob never saw it come out we're like okay that's interesting so we fish the rest of the day we don't see it or the rest of the morning we don't see it get back to the marina um dock the boat at the slip and We tell my mom and Nikki about it. And they're supposed to go with us fishing in the afternoon. My mom's a little like, huh, I think I'd rather we find out where it is before I go on the boat. So we're looking around, like, up under the steering column and stuff. Don't see it. Kind of forget about it, whatever. Maybe it flew out and we didn't see it. So we go out in the evening. We're headed out. Nikki's sitting in that big chair facing the back, and had shorts on, and she was getting a little bit cold while we were running with the wind. And I take Jacob's sweatshirt that was balled up like under the captain's chair, and I take his sweatshirt and I and I go to put it on Nikki's legs, and when I open it, the bat falls out of the pocket <laughs> of his sweatshirt. Oh shit! <laughs> so Found so it, it was. Cr- so I lean over. It, it's set. It's sitting next to Nikki, and she's sitting on the chair. And we're running out, you know, on plane, so the motor's loud. And I lean over to Nikki and I whisper in her ear, and I go, "Don't freak out." But the bat is sitting next to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she freaks out.
3: And she, no, she doesn't care. She, no, like she likes bats and stuff. So she actually took.
2: Her, she was chilling. She,
3: she used to have when I first started dating her. She had a tarantula.
2: Oh All right, that's God. sick. <laughs> <laughs> a freak. a
3: freaks!
0: I just changed it up real quick. That's sick.
3: So, What's up with you? you is shit creepy,
0: crawly. So shits. she spent what?
3: she spent like five minutes screwing around with it because it was trying to crawl away. It wasn't flying; it was just crawling. And she ended up grabbing it in the sweatshirt. We put it in the five gallon bucket, not the luggable loo bucket, the five gallon bucket. <laughs> and then we put a lid on top of it, and the thing rode around with us the rest of the night and we fished, and when we got back to shore, we opened the bucket, she took it out, hung it on a tree, and the thing flew away.
1: Hung it on a tree,
0: like, picked it up and put it... <laughs> um, no, side. no, no,
3: like, just took it took it in the sweatshirt, like, over to the tree, and the thing crawled onto the tree, and then it flew away.
0: So, there's a bat flying around during the day. Like, I feel like it's probably gotta have rabies or something. Like, something's messed up with that bat for it to be, because they don't do that.
2: probably not gonna play with it.
1: I It was...
3: It was certainly it We'll
0: was see if it can swim. Odd.
3: Well, they found it over the water, right?
0: Yeah, so we're, yeah, it, so it, was it probably must have lost. been in the boat the whole time or something. So
3: that's what we were saying. Like, what if the thing was in the boat? Yeah. And then we didn't know, and it flew around, and then it came. I don't know. I know that oh we were my. we were offshore, I, I and got a bat the, landed on the boat. You I said
2: got, it was mo- like crawling around and stuff, so that tells me that it was tired. So it was probably tuckered out and lost like, over oh. the water.
0: So generally, when what I know of bats, in daylight, they will not fly. Oh. So the, that's when they crawl around, during I, daylight. I would have tried to see if it could swim. <laughs> you know, you know. musky let's, bait. Suicide we'll us see I how it's we'll breath. Those, those salmon flies. That could be good bait to tie on to a downrigger. <laughs> I don't know if that's completely legal to fish with bats as
1: bait, but I mean, I,
0: I mean, let's send it to our DNR committee. Is that legal? Hey, uh, yeah. DNR guy.
3: I don't think that one's in the rule book, but I'm going to say
0: no. <laughs> it's, if it's not in the rule book, it can't be y- illegal. You should go ask somebody. You'd be like, hey, can I use bat be, That's a law, bait? right? It's probably uh, the equivalent
2: of tying a live turkey to a tree as as a decoy like we talked about before.
0: I don't see anything wrong with it though. <laughs> no, All right, so, so that was that was any, that weekend. Before we go yeah, any yeah. further. Luggable Lou, How to go.
3: So you used it?
0: So the luggable the Lou one. is a five gallon bucket with a toilet seat that Bobby and I bought to go to Tuquamana in case we had to do the business 17 miles up the river. Well, when I went fishing with Jason, I brought it in case we needed it. And his dad got such a kick out of it, I just gave it to him. Because apparently he has a r- routine on the boat. <laughs>
3: um, dad did use it, and he absolutely he loves it. All he right. loves it.
2: Your dad has a routine on the boat? Let's talk yes. about that. Hang on. <laughs> what is what? That's a...
3: He consistently has a bowel movement while at sea. (laughs) It's like when you get in the boat. When you get in the boat, ten minutes later you gotta put Yep. Nice. So he said what's great is because of the like seat on the thing, the five gallon bucket rim isn't digging into your legs. He said he was comfortable. He said it was great. He He loved it. He could read a book.
0: You know, yeah, you hang out for here. a little while. You, can, you yep. can look at your at your device. Yeah, he's sitting there playing on his phone, <laughs> he, he, like look. sitting in the cubby cabin. <laughs> How you doing, yeah. guys? I'm just goes here to pooping.
3: Stand, <laughs> goes to stand up. His legs are numb. Oh my god. Well, so yeah, I'm,
0: I'm glad. I'm glad he used it. Um, that's the reason I gave it to him because I knew I would probably never use it, and I yeah. knew he'd he'd get a kick out of it. So.
3: Good. Yep. He he used it. He loved it, and actually. Um, my mom didn't use it to take a dump, but my mom did use it, and okay. it was also comfortable for her, much better than a five-gallon bucket. So, yeah, both of them really appreciated it.
0: So, you're trying to say that Nikki didn't use it, and
3: she's a savage? <laughs> Nikki did not use it, and I don't foresee her ever using it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's a savage, like like my wife just hangs yeah. it out just over the just side, just hangs it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I got a funny story about that, but that I'll wait for my turn. Okay, so that's first weekend.
3: Yep. That was the first weekend. So yeah, had a good time. We went back the following weekend with my my dad again, uh, his business partner, and one of that guy's friends. Again, had a good time. Caught some fish. No... Uh, catastrophic situation. So the boat performed well. When you were with us, we had the one downrigger that the gears were stripped. Remember that? We heard it. Yep, um, yep. And uh, so within a week, I got on Facebook Marketplace, and I found two Walker downriggers that a guy was selling for 100 bucks, and I bought them because the pieces that I needed to order are $75 a piece just for that gear and stuff. Oh, okay. And so I got two two older downriggers but i got you know more components and stuff so in a week i was back running everything running nice. everything uh back to normal so that was good with facebook
0: marketplace oh
3: we- yeah it was it was a, a nice find do we so still have overall- those
0: downriggers or did we sell those with the blue no fox idea. i don't think he sold
1: with the blue with the blue fox I highly I doubt know. it i'm pretty sure i got them when i bought it i, don't know. I think i got all that shit I I knowing me I would have sold it. Anyway, yeah, sidebar conversation there, but yeah. No, that's I, so... I had two Canon electric downriggers oh, okay. that, um that I used to have with the Blue Fox and I'm not sure if I sold them with the boat or if they're still at my dad's. But um, I I'd, I'd be more than willing to sell them to you for um twice
3: as much as I paid for.
0: <laughs> man that's a good deal
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the family and friends discount oh 100 yeah. yeah. percent. yeah we'll
0: yeah. charge
1: you
2: more <laughs>
3: yeah so no overall Bob's it was
2: shop a, and save a,
3: that's month a Colin of,
2: coupon right there
3: <laughs> there you go the boat performed well which was nice sure. we didn't have any issues everything went well got some fish had fun and then over the weekend at labor day fished at the cabin for the first time all year did you throw a black frog I threw a black frog, I caught fish on the black frog, I caught fish on the Zara Spook, Boom. I caught fish on everything, worm, rubber worms, crankbaits, Zara Spook, black frog, the whole nine yards, and on Monday, I caught um, a 33-inch pike at the cabin, which is Damn. the biggest one I've ever caught there.
0: So. Damn. I mean, when we went up there, we caught nothing but tiny, like yeah. 15 to 20-inch pike, so yep. they're yep. getting big. Yeah. They're eating all those bluegills that have been on the beds.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, it's it sure been it's been good. So the boat is and still
0: in Ludington or back at the cabin?
3: The boat is back at the cabin. Just had a conversation with Dad. We're going back and forth on we might just shrink wrap it, winterize it, and then use the 18-footer for musky fishing and stuff like that for yeah. the rest of the year. Well,
0: now the salmon are really they're moving up the rivers, right?
3: Correct. They're in the rivers. So this weekend I am doing a little bit of work on Little Red, trailer lights going to repack the bearings and get that prepared for uh the 17th and 18th or whatever that weekend is um dad and jake and i are going to go fish the river for salmon
0: so. gotcha. and then pm lake i think pier marquette lake i believe is pretty hot right now too i believe
3: yeah yep there's a, a combination of fish in that pm lake guys jigging from there guys up in the river fishing so and there's still fish you know the mature fish are the ones running up to spawn there's still younger kings steelhead lake trout and stuff that are still being caught out of luddington
0: so. yeah i've been watching uh michigan out of doors a lot and it seems like all they're catching is lake trout on the lake every time they do an episode so they based yeah. they out so the lake lake trout don't come up into the rivers do they
3: no not really lake trout they spawn late in the year um you know typically probably i would say if, Later, November and stuff, water gets cold. But they spawn on, like, reefs and stuff, rocky structure and things out in the lake or along the shoreline. So, so yeah. So, I've been, yeah, over the last month or so, done some fishing, finally fished the cabin.
0: Damn. Yeah. You showed me that picture of that plate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What'd you catch it on?
3: So, it was on a, um, I think it's Storm is it Storm or Berkeley? Anyway, it was this big like six inch holy shit. swim bait that was um like a shad color. If you guys so you might not remember, but when I was at Winya, I had this big grey swim bait thing, and one time Bob was driving like not up on plane, but Moving faster than trolling, and I was leaning up against the front seat, whipping that thing off the boat and winding as fast as I could. And I actually cast off the docket when you and caught a little pike on it. Mm. Um, so we had these big swim baits, and we actually we trolled them along the shoreline in, or along the drop off in like fifteen to twenty feet of water, and we just trolled really, really slow along the drop off, and then you know let however much line we thought out until mm-hmm. we would get weeds or whatever. And uh, and yeah, we only. Dad said, put, let's put these on and try it. And let's just troll really slow. Fifteen minutes later, I got a strike and hooked that thing. Is that
0: the biggest one you've caught out of the cabin?
3: Um, that's the biggest one I've caught. Dad caught one back in 96 or seven that was 38 inches. Oh, shit. Yeah. So hmm. – there's a, I mean, there's a couple of them around, but like you said, most of the pike you get there are the ones that you saw when we were ice fishing. But, yeah, that was pretty exciting. So
0: Nice. Good ship. Anything else going on besides those trips? What did you do for Labor Day? Um, well, Labor Day you went to the cabin, you said.
3: Labor Day we were at the cabin, yep, and that was fun. Jake actually was able to come up um, on Sunday and hang out Sunday, Monday, and he hasn't been up to the cabin for Labor Day in, like, five years because of his police schedule and some events that go on in royal oak on labor day so yeah it was good to get him up there and we had a good time
0: nice
1: bab what you been doing hanging out being cool you know me <laughs> you know me he's been living it living chilling, it up the last couple weeks chilling like bob dylan no <laughs> <hate> bob
0: dylan. <laughs> just shaking his head over
2: there
1: i just hate bob dylan <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> Uh, it, no, man, just working like crazy. Our, our, our dad had some, uh, some health issues earlier in the month and we, we dealt with that for a while. And then after that kind of broke the cycle for me and I didn't really do much there for a couple of weeks in a row. I was just taking care of stuff at home and, uh, just working like crazy. And then, uh, I just went on, recently went on a camping trip up to, uh, Aloha State Park up in, uh, by Mullet Lake up near Sheboygan, and uh, that was a fun time. We had a lot of family on that one. It's more of a sightseeing-type trip, like, let's go to Mackinac. Oh, my God, I've been to Mackinac so many times. (laughs) <laughs> did you go to Fayette, by the way? Uh we decided not to. Like, the, at the fire the night before, I put it out. Like, hey, this is the plan for tomorrow. We're going to go up to Fayette. And somebody pulls it up on their phone and says, it's two and a half hours away. Oh, my God. I'm not going that far. And I'm like, oh,
0: y'all are weak. Then stay home. Y'all users. are
1: <laughs> it, it, Well, the consensus amongst everybody was like, I'm not driving that far. So I was like, all right, fine. Whatever. whatever. We don't have to do that. So we just did, we did the like the normal. We went up and got some pasties and up at Wayto's and... Leto's pasties. Best damn pasties on earth right there. But uh, we got some Leto's and then uh, did the Cut River, you know, hiked down around the Cut Cut River a little bit and then Deer Ranch and all that shit and then came back and I drank uh, my weight in beer Mm -hmm. throughout the weekend. So, um, you know, other than that, it was was kind of a good kind of a send-off for the summer. Like the kids are back in school, you know, Gabby started golf, you know, so it's just a... it's kind of back to back to routines and kind of madness around here. So really, now it's me trying to fit into that routine, all of my extra shit. Yep. Otherwise, I'm kind of gearing up, kind of getting myself hyped up and trying not to. I was just having this discussion with Ryan the other day. I listened to I listened to the Mediator podcast and like they were talking about broadheads and hunting and stuff like that. It was it was a good episode, but either way, it got it complete almost completely switched gears on me. It almost completely made me want to just start getting ready for hunting. And this happens at a certain point in the fall. you like I didn't want to do anything with fishing, but I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta slow it down because I definitely want to do some fall musky fishing. And I don't want to be completely dedicated to hunting. So how do I do this? I'm, I'm really trying to figure it out this year because every single year, like, I, I switch. It's like a light switch. And I wind up, like, nothing but getting trail cam, like, watching trail cameras, getting tree stands up, getting prepared, shooting my bow, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, we still have a lot of fishing to do. And I'm like, how can I split this time? How can I figure this stuff out? So I'm I'm that's my biggest goal here coming up into the fall is like how do I split my time so that I can get on fish and get after some Because we we actually we have some access to some property this year that's money, like full blown access to it, and it's uh we really want to take advantage of it. So I'm like it's really sitting in the back of my mind like I, I need to be doing more right now. I need to be
2: out there right now. Well, getting, I have a solution getting, for getting you. Getting stuff ready to go. but So, since you have access to private land, next weekend is the early antlerless private land only uh, season for the 17th and the 18th, as long as you have access to private land in the lower lower end of the state, <clears throat> like anything under the Upper Peninsula, I mean, you can participate in the early antlerless and get pick up a doe tag and, you know go for gold there that's so that's what i'm doing uh next weekend because i'm heading up to uh gladwin county i
1: too hot i I don't know yeah it's gonna be i looked at the forecast for this upcoming weekend and like the highs are in the 70s so i know all your afternoon hunts are gonna be screwed they're gonna be it's just gonna be too hot and i mean i've shot deer where it's warm you know it's 65 degrees out and it it can be a chore to try to keep them cool and if you're, you, you know, unless you process them yourself, which is cool, like, if you can do that and you can get them skinned out and you can get them quartered up and put in and freeze it in a freezer right away, then that's cool. But otherwise, most of the processors, processors don't open up until October 1st. I know the one that we use, they they are not open until October 1st. So it's like, if I did shoot something this weekend, I'd have to deal with it, you know? So I, I'm, I'm cool with it, like the Liberty Hunt and the, you know, the early doe and youth hunting all that stuff i could get in on all that but at the same time like i don't think i have the means to really deal with the deer not only that they're pretty uh i I went to the deer we went to the deer ranch and uh you know we had a bunch of family and stuff a bunch of non-hunters with us and they're looking at these deer and they're like, man, these deer are really skinny. I'm like, no, this is like, what's the fur on their on their antlers? I'm like, no, this is their summer. This is their summer. Like, oh you look at these deer in a month, and the they will look like a completely different mm-hmm. animal. Yeah. Like, they're going to be swollen up. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to look like twice the deer that you've seen here. So, like, these early yeah. season early season stuff like this, like, I don't mind getting out there. If anything, I would I wouldn't mind going out and just sitting in a tree stand and just getting an eye on the. Yeah, on, on what's going on but not necessarily shoot something i yeah. guess i could if it's early doe i don't think i'd want yeah. to
0: take a doe this early yeah but well we might we might actually be shooting up up north next weekend right yeah that's what we we're talking about setting stands yeah up we gotta set stands up north so <clears throat> i mean i guess technically we could take a bow i guess if the season opens but yeah i don't i don't really get geared up until to me october 1st is like the tradition you know like that's when the season opens like <laughs> I get the early seasons and like that's cool. I don't know. For me I, it's I, I can wait. I can wait. Like it I don't really get truly fired up until that first morning you wake up and it's like in the forties. Yeah, you get frost. And you yeah. walk you walk out to go to work and you're like, fuck it's cold. I wish I was in a tree stand right now. You know, like you just instantly that's when I go from zero to a hundred, like, all right about hunting right now you yeah know, you smell that crisp air like it's fall the leaves it's, it's the season. leaves
1: start to change and then yeah. that you get that first cold snap that it's on yeah. for me at that point like and but that for me that's the goal is like that's the hard like compromise that i have to try to make is like yeah. what weekend you know yeah. like all right this saturday i could go do some musky fishing down detroit river or i could be sitting in a tree stand what am i going to do like a eh, tree stand is going to win a lot i,
0: I assume but well, you're running out of weekends, so Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this summer just flew by. It went yeah. by so fast. the beauty fast. of the Michigan the Michigan deer season though is you have three months. So I can wait to talk to her first.
2: Well, the way I saw it is if I could if I could take care of my challenge with the crossbow next weekend, you know, when there's no pressure, you know. You just gotta shoot
0: a deer with a crossbow? I just gotta
2: kill one, man. But it's again, you, like got you got three months you got three months to do it. That's true. Though, but, that weekend isn't going to make shouldn't make or break I, it. But then I can call Bobby and be like, "Hey, look, I can relax on this on this archery challenge here. You want to go musky fishing, you know? And, and and hopefully his neck doesn't hurt or, or whatever, and he'll go fishing, you know. So little bit <laughs> it, hurt, it. Hurts pretty often. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not going to lie, I've got I've got some vertebrae that are fucked up in my neck, but um, I also have to get my wife on. A busky, so she's she's actually been saying some things about that from time to time. She's like,
0: "You want to go fishing this weekend?" And I'm
1: like, "We got this, that, and the other." You know, like we don't. So have time? Wait, your wife's fishing.
0: asking you to go fishing, and you're saying no.
1: I think it was last weekend. Maybe not last weekend we were up north, oh God, but it was the weekend oh before that. She was like, "Let's let's go fishing," and then kind of one of those last minute decisions, like, "Hey, we can sleep in, or we can go fishing. What are you going to do?" <laughs> I think it was. It's right the year think, not
0: it. talking shit, yeah. and he's talking shit.
1: Yeah. Should I go throw more in here? What's that? Should I throw
0: more in here? There's Uh, only one in here. I don't have any more. Let's see. I'm good. I'm good with one again. Y'all motherfuckers need to start chipping in. I'm going to save this one for you. Because
2: I got to (laughs) drive.
0: Oh, man. So That was noble of me. What? Right there. I got some claws up there.
1: Are you done with the claws? Yeah. There's White Claw and shit up in there, but I'm out of beer. Great.
2: I ain't against that law of drinking the claw. Got yeah. Some,
1: got no, some
0: Kahluas right. up there.
2: Dude, Kahluas? That's my <laughs> oh, jam. Oh, shit. Did you guys oh, see shit. Bailey's comes out? Is, come, came out with a s'mores flavored? It probably tastes like shit. I kind of want to go Everything that up. they
0: say, they, they make it s'mores flavored. Did it you have like that shit. s'mores bourbon? No. Oh, right. my God. It tastes like shit. No, it was so good. It's like chocolate it. and marshmallow shit.
2: No, it didn't taste like. No, it just tastes like marshmallow. It didn't taste like chocolate. But well, yeah, the name more more
0: then. That's called marshmallow. If you go to bourbon. if you go to
2: if, if you go to uh, Benstein Liquor and pick up their, uh,
0: is that your best friend now? That Benstein Liquor dude.
2: I haven't been there in a minute. But if you pick up their uh, their their toasted marshmallow bourbon, it's so good, dude. I think it's called yeah. Tango. Or
1: something. He just plug him. I think he just shamelessly plugged. He did. Yeah. yeah. Ben's
3: ben Stein's liquor.
0: Ben, yeah. Steen ben liquor has uh, Ben,
3: Steen ben has another Ben has another drink that just came out. It's called luggable Lou There you go.
0: <laughs> that's the chocolate. <laughs>
3: well that's disgusting.
0: Oh man.
1: You can't drink shit, okay. What you can't drink? All <laughs> right, That's is gross. Is it chocolate or purple? come on?
3: <laughs> is it chocolate?
1: No, that's it's not chocolate. It's actually shit. Like you can't drink that.
0: <laughs> that's just disgusting. Man. How do you know though? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? That's funny. Well, I've got um, I think a couple of terrible stories. I've had a I've had a good good month or so. Um, so started I went to Thompson Lake with our buddy Mark. Uh, he called me up wanted to go fishing one night, um, and I've been wanting to do this for two years now. So they hit Thompson Lake a lot in Howell, and uh, we didn't get out there till like seven o'clock at night, and fished till probably midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And between the two of us, we probably caught thirty-five, forty fish.
2: Dude, that's crazy. My so my buddy used to live on Thompson Lake, yeah. and like like not even two minutes from it. like he didn't live, live directly on the water but he lived like he had access to it like that's how close nope. he lived like like he had a spot for his boat and everything in that parking lot that they have we never caught anything because of all the googans on the water inside. so
0: there was uh, an excessive amount of googans when we yeah. first got out there at like seven but they were all starting to get off the water one so- of the
2: cool googans though comes down on a plane he has is one there of such a
0: thing as a cool Guggen? Yeah, is that a really. Guggen? Is that a coo- Guggen?
2: You know them. You know them, like water planes, like with the big little rafts at the bottom. He'll like come down and land on Thompson Lake. Like I don't know if he lives there or what, but I don't it's know that that lake's big thing. enough to land a, it, he, on. Dude, it. that's why it's so cool. Is he does Barely. it? Barely,
0: Jesus, he does it. So yeah, we got out there and there was a lot of Guggens. So we just hit kind of a couple spots that Mark knew that were. Half-ass decent, and they were away from the Googans. And we caught like five or six. And then as soon as the sun went down, we switched to the black spinnerbaits. And it was unbelievable. He's Did you done- guys
2: fish by the cemetery?
0: Yes, we caught a bunch in front of the
2: cemetery, yeah. yeah, That's a good spot.
0: Yeah. But there's, there's an island out there, and that's where we caught the majority of them. It's right around the island. Yeah. But yeah, black spinnerbait, the Strike King Midnight Special. It's a black spinnerbait with a rattle in it. Tried and true, classic. And yeah, I bet honestly, guy, we lost. We stopped counting, but it was probably thirty-five to forty bass, all bass. Um, actually, no, we caught a couple of crappie. I did catch um, a couple of bass on a Zara Spook, before, like right at dusk, um, which Mark didn't believe because he'd never caught a fish on the fucking Zara Spook, but I did. Caught a couple of them. Um, caught a couple on some deep diving crankbaits. Um, which is weird because we caught them in, like, we were using super deep diving crankbaits, like 15 feet down and catching them in 15 feet of water. And then we'd catch them in three feet of water with spinnerbait. So no rhyme or I reason, had, um, but...
3: I had a fish on a Zara Spook over the weekend, about 15 feet from the boat, a 20-inch northern pike came up and rocketed out of the water... With the bait in its mouth and oh, landed. Man. That would have been awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> that would have
0: been cool. Um, so, yeah, we caught a ton of fish that night, and then we probably lost maybe two dozen that just spit the hook. It was unreal. Crazy. Uh, he's been telling us about this for the two, three years that we've been kind of hanging out with him more, more recently. And I've always thought they exaggerate like hell. I'm like, there's no way you can go out and catch that many fish, especially at night. No, they weren't, they weren't bullshitting. It was unreal. It was like every five minutes, it, you were getting a hit, something of some sort. So, so that was a ton of fun, googing googing hell for a couple hours. But it was Whoa. it was really cool. Like basically said, we fished till midnight and with lights on and shit. It was really weird, like getting a hit, not knowing what the hell you were fighting until you got it up to the boat. But um, the biggest one I think was about four or four and a half pounds. So it was a ton of fun.
2: So that uh, that lipless crankbait
0: um mark gave me i lost it oh yeah he gave me another one did he to replace it i that's told him that you lost it yeah, and he gave me he gave me another one
2: i freaking wish because that thing caught nine I'm serious,
0: he gave me another one to give you
2: are you serious yeah dude i would cry yeah he did because like i caught he nine. said he
0: knows which one he gave you i so <laughs> shit. Was.
2: i caught Sorry. nine on the huron river yeah um and then uh we were trolling on, uh, at my dad's place, and it. I was using braided line, and all of a sudden, like my my line just like you could tell I hit something, like I snagged on something, and it it happened so fast, like I couldn't like loosen my drag or anything, and it just snapped. Man, I was pissed because yeah. me and my dad we were getting competitive, and like the, I hadn't thrown that lure at all. We were throwing Rapalas, and my dad was bragging about how he catches all these fish i was like you know what i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw the tried and true the one that that's proved itself and as soon as i threw it i didn't even have it in the water for five minutes and i lost it and I'm, yeah. i was so upset man. what yeah. was it it was a it was a storm lipless crankbait
0: and it was uh, what was it called? It was Storm yeah, Rockin' Shadow Six. Yeah, they don't make them anymore. Mark said but I can't he, really find them. Apparently, him and Keith found them and like some bargain bin at Gander Mountain back in the day, and they they caught a shit ton of them on it. And then like the next day, they went back and they bought every single one that they had. It was in like the bargain <laughs> space. Like dude, on God, dude, he had a tray of just those of the, 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 the of just those rocket shad. That's like his or rocket whatever the hell it was if called. You're serious? That That's would make his my day. favorite. He says it's the same one he gave you. I have no idea that what the fuck make he gave my you, day. so I got a lipless crankbait for you. That would make my. Day. I want to say a treble hook is fucked up on it, but you can just swap it I got, out. I got, I got treble hooks, but
2: if that's, if, I, I
0: yeah. do thank you. So, just
2: take the hooks off of it. They <laughs> well,
1: yeah, they bite the best I'll when never, there's
0: no hooks on it. They'll
2: yeah. never snag.
0: And they stay on the best when there's no hooks too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they're real easy to release. It's <laughs> friendly on the fish.
1: It's the most safe way to handle fish. It's the most
0: safest way. <laughs> it's the safest way. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> and if you read the musky forums, they'll tell you. Yeah. Don't put hooks on them.
0: Yeah, don't don't don't, don't even fish for them. Don't but even, but, but, know, but, but but catch musky.
1: But catch <laughs>
0: musky, but don't, don't fish for them. But don't don't actually, target them. Don't actually catch them. You'll hurt them um so yeah month? so so the, that was uh that <laughs> that trip was uh, probably there. earlier in the month then uh, um uh i can i can finally say that we finally have our first challenge met oh no uh-huh. mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago i got my wife on the north channel um fishing for some sturgeon and uh finally <clears throat> finally got her on a sturgeon it's That's taken awesome. fucking ten years. I thought you he were going to tell me
2: Bob hit a like massive buck with his car or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nope. nope. Knowing we, uh... me, I'd
2: knock the antlers
0: off. So yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's
0: she awesome. good been, job. She'd been bugging me to go uh, to go out for a couple weeks now, and it just happened that it just worked out perfect and got out. We didn't get out there till late. It was like seven thirty when we got to Elginac, and so by the time I got launched, got out in the water, like it was already dark. So now um,
2: we can just focus on Muskie now.
0: Yeah, you just, think she's going to... Just me and you. She's already got me taking her back out this weekend. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, we just set up by the... Really, we were right by the Harsons I Own Ferry and just set up there. And there was already a line of both by the time I got there. There was probably six people already set up in that spot. So we just kind of went downriver a little bit and set up. And it was her and my wife and one of her friends and finally got the anchor set up. What a fucking chore that was without having another you know um i guess someone who I at least remotely knew what they were doing to control the boat while i'm trying to get the anchors down because as soon as you put shut the boat off you're flying down river you remember what it was like yeah yeah so yeah. i'm trying to get my wife to like just control the boat and keep it like pointed in the right direction with in gear and then i'm trying to mess with the anchors get the anchors tied off and get them down and complete clusterfuck that's all i got to say um eventually get the first anchor down Get it tied off, and it's it's barely slowing me down. Like I'm watching the shore, and we're just zooming down the that river. That 30-pounder? It's a, like 35-pounder, I think, Jeez. river anchor. So thank God I had grabbed Bob's anchor, threw that down off the other side, and that bit, and then we stopped. But by then, we're already like, I don't know, 50 yards down from where I wanted to set up, and I'm like, I'm not pulling these fucking anchors up. Because we were in like 45 feet of water, but by the time the boat moves, you've probably got – well, I had two chunks of rope and I was at the end of them. So I probably had almost a hundred feet of rope out. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. By the time like it's at an angle to get the get the anchors to bite in. So by then I'm not pulling up two anchors, thirty-five pound anchors of a hundred foot of rope, just so I can move back up and try to do this again. Like this whole process took probably fifteen minutes to actually get coordinated and get set up. In the meantime I'm I'm yelling to my wife like She's got it in gear, and I'm trying to get her to put it in neutral, and she's, like, never control the boat. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Kill me now. So, anyways, we get set up. Finally, and I'm doing all this in the dark because by the time I got there, like I said, it was, like, 830, and it's pretty much dark. Like, I'm working with a headlamp.
1: Y'all got out there pretty late, eh?
0: We did because we had to wait for a sitter. Oh. Yeah, we had to wait for a sister to get there. And then it's, you know, shit from my house is an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes drive. So... Yeah, so we got up, got set up super late, and then once we got set up, like, I just took a deep breath, cracked a beer, I'm like, I am doing shit right now.
3: <laughs> you had that feeling, that feeling like, of, like...
0: Well, once I saw that the shore wasn't moving anymore, and I'm like, okay, we're holding, we're stopped, give me a minute. Holy shit. So, finally got set up, and I, luckily, while I was waiting for a sitter, I had already had all the poles rigged up, because that was one less thing I had to do. So, I had it all set up, so all I had to do was throw the worms on and let them over, but... So that was probably 830, and we didn't... What rod she you catch it on? Her gigantic one. For real? Yeah. So I borrowed... The catfish hunter? I borrowed Bob's, <laughs> one of Bob's musky rods that had a clicker, and then I put my reel on one of mine that had a clicker, and then I, when she first told me she wanted to get in the sturgeon, I bought her this... It's called it's catfish hunter or something like that. the shit I bought from like Meyer. It's a 10 foot pole, and honest to God I can't put my hand around the like the base of it. It's that big. It's, it's for the those, dumbest shit on it's for those Earth. like eighty <laughs> pound channel cats down on the Mississippi. Yeah, River that you're or catching something. in Michigan. Yeah. Apparently, it's the dumbest it's thing ever. <laughs>
3: it's got four eyelets. Oh my yeah.
0: god, it's stupid. But she swears <laughs> that she wants to use it. So fucking tuna rod. I've only got two rod holders in my boat, and I told her. I said, "Well, you're going to hold it if you want to use it." Then, so I had the two rods going off the, the each side, and then she was holding that right off the back. And uh, probably three hours went by before we actually hooked into anything. It was slow as shit. Um and I had gotten up we had fished that morning with dad. So I got up at like five o'clock that morning.
1: That was a really good fishing outing.
0: It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear about that one. (laughs) It consisted of running around the lake for an hour and a half and not even seeing a fish. We didn't see anything, right? No, fuck no we didn't. It was terrible. It's yeah. Our dad just wanted to run his boat for a little bit, so being good sons, we just said Sure, we'll go out with you. We cast a couple lines and never saw fish.
1: <laughs> he had the bimini up. He had the bimini up, and I was trying to fish around that fucking bimini. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was being overly dramatic about the fact that this bimini was like my fucking face the whole time. <laughs> just, giving, so, just giving him shit. So, yeah. yeah. It, well,
0: we were going out on a weekend, so, like, our dad does not like getting off the water. Late on a weekend and dealing with the boat launch, so like we got out there and we literally got off the water by nine thirty, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so I, like, got 10, up, I, I got go up ten thirty. I got up at was. like five o'clock this morning, and I'm out here and it's like ten eleven o'clock, and I'm I'm just dying, just exhausted. I bought a couple of monsters before we left, just for the ride home, and uh and the weeds were unbelievable flying down that river. You remember what it was like when we went yeah. a couple of years ago? It was I felt like it was ten times worse.
1: Yeah. I've been hearing that.
0: And so if you didn't check your pole every 5 minutes, you'd have a gob of weeds, I mean, the size of a basketball, cuz it would hit your hit your line and then just slide right down your line. And you Jason, we had talked about this in an earlier podcast. What did you use? What did was it just like a bank sinker or something you put on it?
3: I was I was just thinking of that when you mentioned it. So it was it's when we musky troll and our leader uh like a six foot leader and then at that connection we put either a little sinker or a big treble hook and it catches the weeds that are coming down so maybe that's something to consider
0: treble hook that would have worked because so i'm going through my box and i didn't bring anything because i said i'm not fishing for anything so i brought my tray that has all my sturgeon shit big hooks my weight stuff like that so i had like some little ass split shot so yeah. I I pulled up like my pole and I just started loading up the split shot, trying to make something that would catch the weeds. It didn't make a bit of difference.
3: Looks like hemorrhoids on your line. It literally did. Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: the dumbest thing. And, and so I even I even tried like for a, for a little bit. I I held the rod held the rod tip under the surface. Well, there's so much shit flying down that river that's below the surface too. Like yeah, if you yeah. look in it, it's just flying down that river and it's big globs of shit whether it's on the surface or it's six feet below there's really no
3: can you explain what your sturgeon rig is i've never done it
0: so i had two different setups and the first setup didn't really work um i had like a slip um like a slip swivel type thing or a slip weight so i didn't use that but basically i just have a three-way swivel so i have my musky rod just with 65 pound braid going to a three-way swivel and then below that i have i do different heights but i i had one that'll be like a foot down you'll have the weight and it's a five ounce uh pyramid weight which is a Uh big ass weight um yeah that's what you need to get down and to be able to keep it on the bottom and even then probably could use a bigger one honestly because that current um and then on the other rod i went a little bit shallower i went about six inches so that way the 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 hook was sitting a little bit closer to the bottom since so sturgeon or bottom feeders. So on the other end of this the three way swivel, I put like maybe a eighteen or a twenty four inch leader. And then I just tie it. it's a it's a gigantic, like it's called a catfish circle hook. It's like oh, yeah. a I don't even know, like a six aught, five aught circle hook. Like I don't even know. It's it's huge. And then you just put like four big night crawlers on it. There's a big wad of night crawlers on it. A lot of people use yeah. like cut up minnows. Worms are a lot easier to get, Um, yeah. So I just use worms. I've heard people using shrimp too. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use all different types of shit, but yeah, that's all it is. And you just send it down to the bottom and just sit, and and that current's just flowing through there, and these fish are swimming through there, so you don't really have to move, right? And you're anchored, right? So you just send it down, and so yeah, pretty easy setup. Honestly, you just need a rod that's going to be big enough to fight them. The clicker is huge. Because then you can at least hear when the line's going out. Because you can't sure. you can't see anything. All right. So last after the last time we went, I ordered these glow sticks that clip on your rod, and those mm-hmm. were badass. Yeah, They you just break them in half and it's just a normal glow stick. but it's got these little clips, and you put them on the rod tip. So then at least when we were fishing, you'd watch the rod tip and you could see it start moving. You know, if you didn't hear the clicking because we had music playing yeah. and stuff like that. So, so that was another cool thing to have. <clears throat> but so yeah, we sat there for like three hours and didn't see. Nothing happened. We was just non-stop every five minutes reeling up and and changing a line. And eventually, like I got sick of doing both the other polls. Like my wife was taking care of hers, that was fine. But her yeah. friend that was with us, I eventually I taught her how to do it. I was like, hey, yeah. you're in charge of this pole. Every five minutes, you're gonna pull it up and you're gonna take the fucking yeah. beads off. So I had to teach her like how to use the drag. Because I generally I loosen the drag, so that way when the yep. fish starts pulling, yep. you'll hear the click. So you got to tighten the drag, reel it up, take it off, send it back down, loosen the drag. So I'm trying to teach you this, so I'm not doing it like yeah. every five minutes because it was driving me nuts. So um, Eventually, we had will a pretty the good weeds, system.
3: Will the weeds get hung up on your hook as well, or do they all get gobbed up right at that three-way?
0: Um, generally, both. Honestly, oh. like when you bring it up, you you can't even see your worms. All
3: oh, right, right, right. So that's
0: half a battle with that place. And they say that's it's crazy. it's it, like I don't remember being nearly as bad the first couple times we went out. But yeah. honestly, like
1: I think it's better later in the year.
0: Maybe, maybe when the weeds are dying off.
1: I remember last time when we did it last year. It was later, I think. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, yeah. It was I like,
3: wonder if it's uh, I wonder if it's influenced by storm events and the wind direction for example like if it's an east wind is all of the weeds and everything from like the southern part of lake huron blowing to the u.s side and then coming down the u.s waters and coming around the north channel versus west wind would take it all to canada i'm not sure
0: i don't know maybe Hmm. that's a good question for our dnr our fish biologist jason what do you think about that question maybe ask somebody in the uh the st clair office yeah, I will. Say so what the what so the it's weeds? funny you
3: mentioned that though. It's funny you mentioned what that the because up in the, in the weeds, last bro. couple of the last couple of weeks, the number of tagged sturgeon that have been reported online that come to my, uh, I handle all of the tag return online submissions and then I distribute them to which biologist is working on that project and the number of sturgeon ones obviously they come in once the season opens but St. Clair River the sturgeon have really been fighting yeah the last
0: few weeks yeah well that's so that's well like i said we fish till about 11 30 and then all of a sudden um like her pole goes off and she thinks she she doesn't even know what she's got she's not even, it doesn't even feel like she's got anything <laughs> yeah and then like i'm shining my headlamp like on her rod because that pole's so goddamn big she can't feel fighting anything <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden like i can see her rod bending and i'm like okay you got something and she's just reeling it like it's nothing, and I'm like, "Well, don't horse it in." She's like, "It doesn't feel like there's anything there," so she's like, kind of going a little bit slower. And before you know, it, like I, I've got my spotlight, and I'm shining my spotlight in the water, and all of a sudden, I see that it's a sturgeon, and I don't think she realized it yet. And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" So like, yeah. I scramble to get the net, and she's like, "What is it?" And I'm like, ah, "It's a sturgeon," <laughs> and she starts freaking out. Losing her yep. mind, and luckily everything went off without a hitch. She got it up good to the boat, got it in the wa- in the net, and she lost her mind. <laughs> like you would never believe, like like the cool. way we were acting when we caught that muskie on Winya. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. times ten, <laughs> losing <laughs> her mind. I've got some video of it too. I should put it on. I, I haven't been on TikTok in weeks. I've been too busy, but that's
3: I'm cool. Gonna... Like you said, you've been after sturgeon with a variety of tactics for a number of years.
0: Yes, so this is, what, probably 10 years now she's been targeting sturgeon. A couple of years we've been doing it this way, but sure she got her sturgeon, she met her challenge, she doesn't have to do the polar plunge. That's the first <laughs> thing she says, too. Like, I, the fish is still in the net, and she yells this shit out. I've got it on video, too, so it's, it's pretty she's funny, actually.
2: Do, doesn't she have two challenges?
0: She only did one. Oh, I only Real, have her, one, then. No, bullshit man. The, the regulars have two. Her and Nikki only did one. I think
1: Nikki, Nikki did two. She said she just wanted to go hunting. I think her hunting one was just, I just want to go out. I running. thought
0: hers was just getting a musky. We'll have to
3: play it back and see. You say she's Do you say she's goat hunting?
1: <laughs> she just, wants
0: to, she just <laughs> wants to go hunting. She
1: already found the goat.
3: Oh! If me.
1: Understand. The greatest yeah. of all time.
0: Her brother-in-law's a goat now. Uh... Zing. Zam. Um, so then after that, um, she hooked into... Oh, So after that, it might have been... So I guess let me back up. So normally I just let my line down and I drop it right there in the water, right? Well, my wife tends to act like a dumbass sometimes. So she takes this 10-foot pole and she casts her line like <laughs> like, like 40 feet behind the boat. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, well, nothing's biting here. And I'm like... <laughs> sure as shit, it was five minutes later not, she caught that sturgeon.
3: Not a terrible tactic. At,
0: at the time <laughs> I'm making <laughs> right, right here. <laughs>
3: cast at, it over
0: there. At the time I'm making fun of her, because I'm like, okay, but so she catches that sturgeon, settles down, rebates her hook, and she does the same thing, cast it out there, and it didn't even hit the bottom and she hooked into another fish. And I'm <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. So she reels it up and it's a huge catfish. Like, probably oh. a tw- another 20-pound catfish. <laughs> that thing, I go to get the net, and it spits a hook, like, right at the net. Oh. So we didn't get that one in. But, like, just so happened as she casts it way, like, I'm telling you, like, that thing sends it. You got a five-ounce yeah. weight, and she got a 10-foot pole. Like, she she casts it over to Selfridge <laughs> Air like Force
1: Base. like a
0: catapult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casts his bait
1: <laughs> over that mountain.
0: <laughs> Oh, that's
3: cool, though. Uncle
0: Rico? Uncle Rico. <laughs> Uncle Rico.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Call
1: your yeah. wife Uncle Rico. So, from
0: <laughs> so all the all the dust settles from this, right? And my wife, being the genius that she is, um, you know, she says she's got to take a piss. So normal women will just use the piss jug or something. Nope. My wife just goes right off the back of the boat, and she stands on the ladder that's on the back of my boat. Oh, no. And she... she you know, drops her pants, and I guess doesn't realize that she like dropped her pants in the water when she went to take a piss. <laughs> so the rest of her night, her ass is soaking wet. Nice. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna hear about that on the podcast. So no.
1: nice. I, I wouldn't expect anything less, though. You wouldn't, know. You I can't. No. And her Th- friend does not surprise me. And though.
0: her friend is not like anything like her. So her friend's just laughing her ass off. Like, w- who are you? Like, who is this girl I'm friends with? So, who's
3: this heathen? Yeah, who is this savage? <laughs> pure savage,
0: pure savage of a woman. So. So, yeah, so we fished till I don't. Know, after that, it got real slow, and I could not keep my eyes open. So I cleared off the front of my boat, and it was actually pretty cold. I, I was not very prepared, and I didn't wear pants or a sweatshirt. I went out there in shorts there and a naked. T-shirt. Well, it, <laughs> you went
1: out there in your underpants? It, 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 it dropped. Well,
0: I got two girls in the boat. Like, come on! He didn't wear pants or a T-shirt.
3: <laughs> Zing!
0: So I was freezing my ass off. So I went up in the front of the boat and looked, at my wife brought some blankets and I like curled up in front of my boat with a blanket. <laughs> I laid there for about forty five minutes, half ass falling asleep, listening to music, and you know, they were just checking the poles and stuff and hanging out and getting drunk and having a good time. And my wife's really time went on, celebrating, and I can hear it in her voice. <laughs> She's getting a little schnockered there, and I'm like, Oh God, this is gonna be a long ride home. And it's like I'm I'm dying here and I'm like, you know what, I gotta like if I wrap it up right now, I'm getting home at like three o'clock. So I told him, I was like, "All right, five more minutes, we're out of here." Sorry, but I got someone's got to get us home. Right. And uh, longest drive home of my life. Got home at three. Even o'clock. longer
3: than when you were seasick.
0: Um, the well, I wasn't going home. That felt like the longest <laughs> time of my life, but. Well, both of them were sleeping in the truck, and I'm driving home, and I, I drank two Monster Energy drinks from the time I left the parking lot to the time I got home, and I barely made it.
3: Right, but was the drive from Algonac home worse than the drive from the cabin home when you were still green in the gills? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That was, um, you know, that's good. That's a good one. Um, I, I forgot about the drive home from the cabin. I would say it's the drive home from the cabin was worse. <laughs> Even though the drive home from Algonac was was brutal, <laughs> really brutal. So, yeah, we're gonna try that again this Saturday because she wants to go out again. Cool. And got the weekend weekend free, so I think I'm actually gonna go out a little early and try for some musky. Ooh, nice. Because I got the whole the whole day, so probably go out there at like four or five, do some night musky fishing. I haven't decided. About, I haven't decided I say, if right? I'm gonna put in. Somewhere and then reload and then drive to Algonac. It's like a six mile run from Algonac up into the lake, and it's all I've, no wake that section of north of the North Channel. So like it's not like I can motor on plane.
3: Throw on the Bondi bait and just jig the North I, Channel. I
0: thought about that. That's seriously what I'm thinking about. But then I gotta like retie all my shit because I'm okay, using I'm using my pair of
3: scissors and cut the line and retie eh, it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Do some trolling.
3: Take your there. cigarette and burn yeah, the line. True.
0: That's true. I could do some jigging. I didn't I didn't think about jigging the North Channel. Either way, I'm going to do something. I just haven't decided if I want to. I thought about putting in a Fairhaven where we did fish around there for, you know, three, four hours, and then just load up, drive down the road, launch. Because where, where the launch is at Algonac to where you set up for sturgeon fishing is... Oh, like 100 yards. <laughs> it's a couple hundred yards. Maybe since
3: it's uh, maybe since it's September, if you launch in Fairhaven, you'll actually be able to find those weed beds. You might. You
1: if might. If you're going to be if you're going to be sturgeon fishing at the end of the night, you should probably put in Algonac and then motor down into the lake. Well, no, I was back. thinking
0: about launching in Fairhaven, loading back up in Fairhaven, and then driving down oh, to shit. Algonac because it's to get to Fairhaven from Algonac is like twelve miles. Didn't we? That's a did long we boat ride when to... it's all no plane. Remember yeah, when we were true. motoring through North Channel? Yeah. It's all no yeah. it's all no weight. Yeah. So it's not like I can get up on well, I say you can't get up on plane, but everybody drive drove was driving <laughs> on plane, so maybe maybe it's different. But. There's some
1: like good fishable spots along the river though. There's yeah. a lot of different shit. You can I'm
0: sure I, I didn't even think about jigging bondies. Like that might be a good idea, just jig Bondies for a couple hours. Take my bondy baits before you go. I might take your musky pole too. I'm gonna take all your shit. Jesus. <laughs>
3: You're take not using
1: it. Yeah, I'm not using it. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm not.
0: I want to take Jimmy's new muskie pole. He slays with do me. it. Do it. Like, slays. It hasn't the, even slays the bumpies. bro. Oh man. So so yeah. So that was our sturgeon festivities. First Whoa. challenge being met. It only took till September to do it. Well, I hey. Get, um, what's the September? I think it was September 1st. Actually, that was
2: her first attempt at, that, at it, though. So, I mean, no, technically, no, she went last year. Well, well, well see, yeah, but she made the challenge this year, though. Well, yeah. So first yeah. try. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's bad. Liter- literally first try yeah. after she made the prediction. Yeah. yeah. But I do want to say, you know, the captain put her on the fish.
3: You get half Just, the credit.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's half the credit. So, but. Um, and you so, had to net it. Yeah, and I had to net it. And it was a uh, so you supreme net job, let me say, in the dark with a headlamp. What? What?
2: So you caught
1: it? He has
0: he has lots of practice. I do have lots of practice netting. netting other people's fish, as I'm busy putting them on fish, because that's what good captains do.
2: I thought you caught all the muskie. Ch- I thought you caught all the muskies up there in Tukwila. I did.
0: I wasn't the captain. I netted my own fish you
2: though.
0: Absolutely did. <laughs> um so yeah so that was really all the fishing that i've done those two those two outings um i did get in the woods i got my trail camera set up got four of them five of them set up actually um i only got one that's a cell cam i sent you that did i send you that turkey picture today yeah
3: just in the corner yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um that was pretty funny um i've had not a ton of pictures of deer on that one but it's actually on a new spot it was just a really heavy trail That I had found on this new section of property that uh, we're kind of getting access to, but it was a super heavy trail, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna throw this cell camera on here so I can see. Um, That was the first. Those were the first turkeys, but I've seen quite a few coyotes back there. Um, But I have, I've had, I don't know, probably seven or eight different instances of of does just walking by. It's set up on like a, a three way trail where three different trails converge, and then there's actually like a fourth deer run coming out of the woods that is like it's probably like a foot and a half wide of just beaten down through like a hardwoods area so like it's it's a heavily used used trail so there's just not not much moving right now so but i think this weekend bob and i are going to set up some some tree stands on that property we got a couple we're going to relocate and then i'm going to go check all those other cameras that i've had out because i've got them kind of spread out around the property so starting to get that itch i grabbed my bow today I'm going to shoot it um, probably this weekend, start shooting it, make sure everything's good, and then I'm going to practice my ass off this year. Cause I Have will you guys not. ever
3: done uh, any like 3D courses or anything around w- the state?
0: No, but I would love to. That That looks like a ton of fun
3: my uh my brother went down to i think it was the detroit sportsman's congress with Mm. a buddy of his and they paid and went through it and had a lot of fun there was a place in ohio outside of toledo that was just open to the public Mm. and they had a a regular like traditional course and then they had like a 20 or 25 target 3d course through the woods that was pretty cool and then i know that frank's up here frank's just opened one up yeah, yep. so I'm going to try to, I'm going to get my bow this weekend. It's over at the cabin. I'm going to start going over there after work maybe once a once a week or twice a week. Yeah. It costs like, I think, eight bucks to go through it, yeah, but it's fun. Cool. I've, I've shot through not like um, actually keeping score or anything, just yeah. doing it for the practice, and it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, so yeah, that, and then really the only other thing I did was uh, went, Labor Day went up to my cottage in Canada. We had our big pig roast up there we had our big bocce ball tournament played some golf relaxed it was a heavy heavy drinking weekend for me too um yeah that's it so i've been i have been active in the month of august so i felt like active like anytime i had an opportunity i was generally trying to take advantage of it and that's kind of how i'm doing it now i'm going out tomorrow morning with my dad We're going to run his boat some more and try a different lake. And then sturgeon on Saturday. And then we're going to hang tree stands. I'm going to shoot my bow. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see. Every opportunity I get. So, Jimmy, get your shit ready. We're going fishing after work.
2: We can go right now. I'm
0: ready. No. Oh, thank you.
2: Ain't no laws when you're drinking white claws.
0: Drinking white claws. I'm good. I'm good. I've had like seven beers It tastes like a battery's (laughs) butthole. I'm good. Yeah, I don't know how I'm people, sorry, what was that? I said it tastes really good.
3: Oh, that's they're, what I found. They're drinking
0: Blackberry White Claws. Someone didn't stop and pick up the beer, Jimmy. I'm so broke right now, it hurts.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I was talking to Ryan on oh, the way home, and I was like, I got a few beers in there. I don't know how many I got. And he's like, yeah. I'm only going to have one.
0: I'm like, I'm on my second. I've had seven earlier in the day. Went <laughs> golfing this morning. you got to drink on the golf course, so well good stuff um all right so i got a couple things i want to talk about with with the dnr guy now Oh, we'll see if he can give us any opinions on them we talked about them in the last couple podcasts briefly um and uh yeah so first one the dnr app have you downloaded it no. you work for the dnr and you haven't downloaded your own app
3: i gotta say you know i really funny. like that app what you know what's funny is i've told people at work like we have our secretaries and stuff that work with like the front office folks coming in and i've i have told them and the wildlife people i said i've got some friends they've download downloaded the app and they are all positive reviews
0: but you still haven't downloaded it, it. Oh, my God.
2: Well, he has the physical boot, book, I mean. I that's did, true. I the book die. is
0: always in your back pocket, isn't it?
3: I'm old school.
0: He's memorized it. Oh, my God. So, I, I it did, is badass. Yeah. I, honestly, I really like the app. I've used it quite a few times. Like, if it's just, I don't know, question on the rule book. Jimmy had asked me. He would text me earlier about hunting next weekend, and I was like, what season is next weekend? So, I had to look it up in the book because I didn't even realize there was an early doe season coming up. So, it is. It is pretty cool. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame. All right. So, so the next thing that I know, most hunters should know about it. But if you don't know about it, mandatory reporting. So if you shoot a deer, harvest a deer, um, you have seventy-two hours to report the harvest, um, and it's mandatory. You can do it through the app or just through the website. Um, can you call? I believe you can call, no, too. No, you, you can call. You have call. to do it online? It has to be okay. online, yeah. Okay.
1: okay. What if I'm 80 years old and don't use them interwebs? So,
0: that, that was one of my questions. Like, I don't know how much you can say, but, like, I don't want to say, like, what's your opinion on it, but, like, what is the feedback that either you've gotten or the DNR's gotten or... Anybody that's heard about it, I've I've heard mixed. Um, I can give my opinion in a minute, but
3: sure. Um, give me one second. I'm going to search something on the DNR website as I talk if, a bit if, if see I'm what nonsense.
1: he's allowed to say. I if, think I th- I think generally <laughs> people don't like to be told what to do.
2: I think there was a check station. I think you could. I think you could man like go in person and report it too yeah but are you I, sure i thought no, i saw something oh, about so that. I mean, there's if there's
1: a check station in atlanta and that's like the only place in three counties to do it
0: like no i'm not driving from sheboygan to atlanta to do that well there's there's check stations the, along like 75 and 27 but that's more for checking for tb and checking for cwd so taking samples
3: and things like that A couple of things um, number one you're right there have been the questions of like your example bob hey i go hunting to the up and i go up there for three weeks and i never leave and i don't have internet what do i do well the rule is mandatory harvest within 72 hours after you've shot the deer there's actually a web page on the dnr website that is deer harvest reporting frequently asked questions there's a big long list of them that say you know what is mandatory harvest reporting, and when does it take effect? Why are why is the Michigan DNR adopting it? Who's required? How do I report? Do I still need to tag my deer? There's a big long list of questions, um, but but you're right. Michigan is a little bit late to the party in terms of mandatory harvest. Several other states in the Midwest already have it. Um, Jimmy, you had brought up a point of deer check stations. They are sort of weeding those out. It's more focused on specific areas of the state for disease monitoring more so than it is uh, just um, volunteer check. And what was happening is the number of volunteer checks was trending downward year after year after year after year. So the DNR essentially looked at the public and said, we are not getting enough data from the public through volunteers so now we're going to make you do it mandatory so yeah. in order to get enough data they needed to make it mandatory because there were just not enough people checking deer
1: so i'm, well, I'm, I'm reading a, a article on M Live that talks specifically about this my wife sent it to me today and it says once a report is filed the hunter will receive a confirmation number that they should be able to prove or that they should save as proof Illegally harvest or reported harvest. If you make a mistake reporting, you can contact the DNR licensing and customer service center and it gives a phone number for it Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 PM. If a hunter fails to report a harvest, it is a potential 90-day misdemeanor. Fines can range from fifty to five hundred dollars. However, the DNR says for the first year it will emphasize an educational approach to hunters rather than enforcement in most circumstances. So I wouldn't gamble on like well, most circumstances mean it probably doesn't mean yeah. me. You should you should definitely make every effort. It, it, I know every place that we hunt generally other than the UP and the UP the, like the internet can be tough. Mm-hmm. That, that could be an issue. but if in, in, in further in this article it talks about like you can have somebody assist you in it where I could call home and I can give my, mm-hmm. my tag number. License number, all that stuff, to my wife, and my wife could do it for me. Uh, you just yep. have to you have to make a reasonable effort to do it, and, and yep. I don't think the DNR will like hammer you for it. I think, in my opinion, this is how I feel about it. Like i I generally agree with reporting harvest numbers because that helps the DNR measure right. the deer herd, measure the uh, you know the harvest every year. And for them to make potential decisions on, you know, where to place money, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, where to, like, how can they best use their money in the conservation effort towards their deer herd? But I think, I think generally speaking, that most Americans are super, like, skeptical of government and and, and are like, why are you taking my money? Why you want, why you want me to report this? You're going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a cons- I don't know. I don't want to say like conspiracy theory type Thank thing, the but it. Gardir. But it's but but a lot of people just don't like the government in their business, and yeah, and I think that Michigan's been that way for a long time. Back in the day, like there was a there was an effort for the DNR to change opening day, that shit got shot down faster than mm-hmm. you know yep. opening season of duck season over here. But it was like it, it's it's. You know, it's that mentality of, like, this is the way we've always done it, so it's the way we should should always do it. Yeah. And it's kind of that, uh, I would say that it's that, uh, that older generation of hunter, and I'm, I kind of include myself in that generation, because I grew up a traditional, you know, November 15th, opening day kind of guy, like, but at the same time, like, I'm a little bit more about conservation. I'm a little bit more about, like, how can we make this better? How can we, you know, improve all the systems involved in that? It's evolving, whether we like it or not. And how can we improve that? So, like, if this is an effort and Michigan is behind the ball when it comes to reporting deer, and if this is something that will help us, then that's cool. I don't see it as some kind of conspiracy thing of, like... They know they know where I shot my deer, mm-hmm. and somebody's coming from a spot, or you know, whatever. whatever I don't know whatever your uh, yeah. whatever your idea might be behind, like not reporting, like yeah. you know, I, I don't want the DNR to know how many deer I kill per year. Well, if you're doing it legally, you
0: shouldn't have no issues with telling the DNR everything exactly. and everything that you do. But exactly, that's my thought. If you're not doing anything wrong, who gives a shit? So like, seriously, yeah. like it's. This is a tool for the DNR to better the deer herd. And it's am- like it's it's a common conversation of is the DNR doing the the best job to manage the deer herd? Well, if you don't give them the tools to manage the deer herd, how can they do it? If you know. So if they're not getting the voluntary check-ins that they need through these check-in stations, like you said, Jason, yeah. they need to make it mandatory because people aren't doing what the DNR is asking them to do so they can manage these numbers, and like you said, Michigan is late to the curve. Most Midwest states do this. This is not like all the the, the big buck states, Iowa and Illinois and stuff like that.
1: It, it, it made me wonder. Like, it made me go back and think. Like, what how, it, with the DNR? I've I've seen herd estimations and things like that throughout the years, and at one point, they estimated the the Michigan deer herd to be at two million deer but it was like 2 million on the dot. <laughs> you know, how how do you know that? How do you how can you even make so an accurate portrayal of that other than like uh, by aerial surveillance maybe? Uh, so what
3: it is, Bob is it's an at, so the estimate is here's a point estimate and then there's going to be an upper and lower bounds around that estimate and it has to do with statistics, but they would report that number of the herd is estimated to be Two million, but then there's there's actually like an upper and lower limit where they feel confident that it's somewhere within. Plus this
1: or range. minus five hundred thousand.
3: Two like... million plus or minus two million. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. So the thing right. is, the more the more accurate data you get, uh, that confidence interval shrinks. That's right. how the statistics behind it work. But in this frequently asked questions, it mentions um, they had the mail surveys and in the early 2000s the response rate to those mail surveys volunteer survey was around 70% and in 2021 the response rate was 33%. So I, that is kind of why we got to this
1: point. I have never responded to anything. I've never I've never sent in anything about any other than no. like I thought maybe maybe one way that they reported the harvest was like through like the processors because with the processors, there's a certain amount of DNR compliance that they have to yeah. have. Like, they, you have to show you know, your deer tag like they normally take your deer tag, I think. I don't think you know. they give it back to you. Yeah, but, but how many
0: deer are not going through processors, you know? Right, right. Like, I, w- I would yeah. venture to
1: say 50% yeah. <clears> or <throat> at least half of people are processing right. their own deer. I, I know a lot of people. I'm I'm yeah. the only sucker out there that pays $100 to have his
0: deer processed. Yeah. But, Guilty. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it no matter what, as I just don't have time to cut my own deer off. I might not have a chance when I'm next when weekend. I'm retired. Hundred percent. I'll do it for sure. Yep. Okay. Caspers but, and something. yeah, I mean, great they're getting on they're Shameless getting on board blood. with what other states are doing, and you know, I'm good with it. I got to no it. It's it's
3: a it's a big thing because, like you said, Bob. In general, people don't like to be told what to do, regardless of what your viewpoints are, um, and then on the what was the second point I was going with oh it's it's change it's a big change and there's going to be criticism and conflict and critique um, but it'll be something that we're going to get through uh but it's not
0: like they you know, in, inhibited your ability to harvest a deer at no, all no not at all That's a, it's and, got nothing
3: it's just it's literally it's one more just step. let
0: us know that you got one like it's not asking that much you know and
3: i think for the masses the masses sit around and they have the exact response that we do. Yeah. Oh, now I have to harvest my uh, report my harvest. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you have like the Big margins deal. where people are like, no matter what, they're gonna be mad.
1: Yep. Right. right. So. Those are the those are the dudes. Those are like those like seventy five year old dudes that are sitting at those town halls, like yelling at some DNR officer that's yeah. given a, that's given like a his town hall about like what this yeah. new thing. And and they're over there like you're not you're taking away my rights you know my 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 right right, my right to hide the harvest (laughs) (laughs) you
0: still you absolutely do exactly what what are you hiding if you don't why do you not want to harvest it yeah doesn't
2: sense. I had somebody ask me what we thought about it you know like the podcast what what all of us think about it and I said you know I I don't have a huge issue with it because it's only going to help like with accuracy that's that's Um, the whole point of it it's not so they can I'm all about it yeah. 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 I'm all about it. Believe me. I'm a legal believe and me, the, last,
3: the last thing that the Wildlife Division wants to do is come find your hunting spot yes. because of your harvest report. Yes. I will say <laughs> so
2: on the front page of the uh, hunting digest, there's that link for the mandatory deer harvest. I've been playing with this on my phone. When you click it, it shows you all the deer stations for technical assistance and reporting, and it's all by county. Yeah. Yeah. And there's. 50, All in the DNR app. There is 57 entries of places that you could go by county to it's help. Just to help about you, every
1: county has at least
2: one yeah, check station to right help it. you. To help you report it, if if you are that you know that old guy that doesn't use technology or whatever, you can go to any of those locations. They are yeah. in that website. So. What
3: ends up, what it comes down to, is the the folks that are in a situation that either are not quite as technological, you know, technically technically savvy don't quite have the means to get online and do it it will take some effort on their part to contact a friend or family member give them the info and say hey right. can you do this for me but, but it's going to take some effort
0: but, but how often is it going to take that effort how many deer are you shooting a year like 1 it, it, 2 it's, you <laughs> it's really know, if that. you're shooting 9 deer okay well maybe you should figure out why you're shooting 9 deer a year this is really
1: not that much effort, though. Like I I I, like I, I, I haven't even done this. I can probably say that I can accomplish this in less than five minutes. Yeah. I can, I can be done have my dear
0: but to and, but to your eight-year-old guy who doesn't have a smartphone doesn't yeah, have a controller. computer gotta gotta call his grandson or granddaughter to hey go to find this website like how often is that gonna really be a concern well it, you know like once a year like after opening day like cool
1: and I, I think it's a good idea that the D, that the DNR is like all right hey this is kind of like a learning period yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be a little bit not lax on it but they're going to like not be crazy enforcing it more
3: education more education more education to teach
1: because I think there will be a a a learning curve here because it's something that like fuck we've been hunting in Michigan for our whole lives and never had to do this before like yeah. Where you're gonna shoot a deer, and you're gonna do go through all the steps, right? You're gonna gut it out. You're gonna try, you're gonna you're gonna hang mm-hmm. it. You're gonna do all the things you have to do, and then all of a sudden it's gonna hit you You're like, oh shit! I, there's yep. some, I know I'm missing something. I'm forgetting something. Oh man, I gotta I gotta tell the DNR I did this. Yep, come to you know what I man. say? Like it's just something is different. It's new. Mm-hmm. Is like you well, might had- you, you might forget it until you mm-hmm. take it to the processor to get it uh, to get it you know trimmed up, and you're like, oh shit, yeah. Because I, I know One, that I've, I've seen on some websites for different uh, deer processing stations that, like, you have to, like, I, I think you're going to have to show some kind of proof that you registered it or something like that, probably.
3: One of the big criticisms that I've heard is the fact that it is only online or through the app, there's no phone in option. And the, the reason behind that was. When you have a phone-in option, now you have two sources of data collection. Now it's going to take a person time, money, and effort to compile those together.
0: You need someone to, to take the phone call, then you need someone to enter and, and, well, yeah. And I mean, it could, data a, sort it, it could be it could be a
3: um, it could be like a telepromp thing where you plug it in, but still, it's it's being yeah. entered in two different yeah. formats, so it's still going to take more time. Right. So they said, let's yeah. streamline it. Let's have one. You know, it's it is 2022. Let's gonna we're gonna well, go the online route.
0: Hopefully, we're we're all gonna be able to test this this year. That's the goal. I know as a terrible outdoorsman, that's our that's our next bold prediction. I, is we I all hope that we have four harvest this.
2: report numbers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only yeah. four. So my first buck was taken in Ohio, and come to think of it, I had to do this this harvest report, and it was yeah. done over the phone. Everything was automated. It wasn't
0: a real person. A lot of states do it by phone. Yeah. They don't do it online. But so yeah. I, I wish there a, was
1: a phone option though. Because I I uh, I think about it in the context. Didn't mean to cut you off, Jimmy. But oh, like, good. I think of it in the context of my sixty-nine-year-old dad, who would he will call something over the phone before he'll ever Google it online. He yeah. would rather call the operator to ask for a number <laughs> on something than to Google it. You know, oh, so. like that's just that's just the the, the older mentality to it. So yeah. I think they like. In, a, in his first year that might have been a good option yeah. is to have a way to report it through the telephone. You, all you got to do is punch in your punch in your license number and you know re, I don't know you could you could do it through telepromp easy enough other states do that. But yeah. like I think that that would might have been a better way to go about it but
0: strictly online thing. Eh, let's we'll let's see let's how be real. it goes. Not not 100% of people are going to report it. I would bet yeah. that percentage. The speed
3: is, limit. The speed limit on I seventy five in Detroit is seventy.
0: Is it? Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. The seventy we'll, we'll, is. We'll see how it, we'll see
3: how it goes though. But
0: I just yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on it. I know we had talked sure, about sure. it, and um, it, it's controversial, but it, it really doesn't need to be controversial. I don't know why it's so damn controversial, but
1: everything's controversial yeah. when it comes
0: to the deer herd. Yeah. Doesn't matter what like it is. Said, it could be baiting. It could be people, EHD. well, come, It they, could be CWD. They, they, well, they, they complain because of the deer herd and the and, and what the DNR is doing, but then they don't want to make it better. Shut the hell up. Quit bitching. That's my 12 cents. Yeah. Man, you're so mean. Who, me? <laughs> Why
1: are you so mean to all the listeners right now? I'm,
0: I'm mean to the people who are bitching about it's this. It's not an
1: enforcement There thing. are it's bigger a issues they, in this
0: country and in this state. They have an opinion as well, and it should be valued. I don't value their opinion. I'm kidding? Oh my god.
1: What <laughs> pronouns do we use for the deer?
2: Here we go. <laughs>
3: hey, we've done we good. Go. We've done good. We just now got to the point where everyone turned it off. Are you
2: serious? We got canceled in the first 3 seconds. What are oh. you talking about? Oh yeah, when he oh, said yeah, God save, that, save the king.
1: With that British guy over there? And <laughs> governor. God save the Queen. God, right. god
0: bless the Queen. So the next one we talked about, um, and again, I don't know how much you can say about this, but this is about the grayling expansion.
2: Oh, oh God.
0: So um, we talked a little about it last week, but the, the Michigan National Guard is, is trying to lease 160,000 acres from uh, the state, or sorry, can't, or Michigan National Guard is trying to lease 160,000 acres from the DNR of state land for further training training expansion. So there's a, there's a really good episode of Michigan out of doors I just watched that they actually interviewed a couple different people about this. But um I didn't realize that there's actually the DNR has a map online of all of the area that they're looking to expand. The so Camp Grandley right now is like 152,000 acres. Yep. It's literally they want to double its size and it's not in one particular, particular area. It's literally all over. It's the north, it's the south, it's east it's little pockets like it's not all just like one big chunk of land that they want to take but so we had talked about like whether or not it should happen or not and from what i've heard is they are literally just in like it's in the dnr director's hands right now he's supposed to decide on whether or not he wants to even go forward with the next step which the next step is there's like 30 next steps. They would have, before have to do yeah, would like even environmental do, impact studies. Oh, yeah, they've got to do a million stuff. studies. But it's, it's literally to that step now where either he's like, yeah, let's push forward and see if it, you know, even, is even viable. So this it's more of like, does he even want to take it to the next step type thing? Um, uh, but the in, actually, So we had talked about the impact of like really on the hunting side and, and, and access to the state land and things like that. Um, but what this this episode of Michigan Outdoors talked about, they talked about the Asobel, um Fishing Club, and I didn't think about the Osabell River. Um, is it the Manistee River that it cuts right through? I believe the the river access, and it's some of the some of the best trout fishing in the state of Michigan. It is the holy waters that you can uh. lose access to. I didn't even think about it from the fishing side of it. I was just thinking about the hunting land, the state land hunting land, but the access. Because when you look at the map online, it's pretty significant the amount of watershed that this all falls under that people could potentially lose some access to. So, so um,
3: I'm taking a look here. I think it's the, the uh, Sabla and the Muskegon. Muskegon, yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things. Number one, I didn't know about this. You <laughs> work for the two. DNR, you didn't know about this? <laughs> so what what I think is interesting is, I have actually hunted up near my turkey hunting, and at that time, there are certain times of year where Camp Grayling is open, and you mm-hmm. can go and hunt. Yep. It's not, you know, we went past, yep. like, the places where they would yep. block it off. So that's
0: so. what they're saying. They're um, saying that it's not, like, completely blocked off. There will be yeah. access to it unless they're doing training, then right. then it's obviously going to be shut off. Right. And I think right. that's where people are getting all bent out of shape because they could potentially lose this access. And then, then you look the at year. the environmental impact of what, or what you know, or what are they going to do to it? And that's it, from what I've read and what I've heard, it's incredibly vague. What the National Guard wants to do, are they? They said it's literally just for additional training, but is it? Are they building any buildings? Are they? What are they doing to to the environment? What are they doing to the woods up there? To the river shed? I don't know. That's. Um, I just wanted to get see if you can give your opinion on it, or anybody else.
2: They said a fairly contradicting statement when they when they released what they wanted to do. it. Well, they didn't really release what they wanted to do with it, but they said that they wouldn't have any tr- any tanks driving around on the trails or anything like that, and that there would be no. Uh, yeah, like, it's
0: all future. What did they say? Um, like future, like telecommunication training or something like that. They said like,
2: that they wouldn't do any renovating. But then in the next sentence, they said that there was going to be light renovating. So like, yeah, they completely contradicted so themselves.
0: The, yeah. the, I don't, did you listen to this Meat eater episode? That's where,
2: that's where I got what I'm saying from. Which one you, was
0: it? It was one of the most recent ones. I haven't finished that episode, but he... So Steve Ronello gets on there and starts talking about it again. And that's literally what he said. How yeah. like They said all this stuff at the beginning. and They weren't going to do this. And all of a sudden now it's a 180 it's literally says the opposite of what they're saying and he's like now he's almost like because he was real supportive of it at the beginning as long as it wasn't going to do anything to the land it wasn't going to like all right you're going to build barracks on it you're going to be removing wildlife or removing you know the you know this this i guess resource i guess and now he's going to change his tune because what the mexican national guard is saying is kind of contradictory of what they originally said of what they were going to do and i think that's where they're they're already starting to lose some trust of the state of the people that are that are looking into this or yeah. the you know I the citizens did. that are, are really looking into this because you're already contradicting what you said so what happens when they do lease this and five years down the low or five years down the road they need to change what they originally planned or you know like That's, I guess that would be my concern. And Bob gave his opinion on the last (laughs) episode. I gave gave a very strong opinion. Which surprised me being the military guy. He was very, hell no, they don't need it type thing.
3: (laughs) Frustrated. Um, Well, one thing is, so Fish Division, we as a division do not own or manage land. Wildlife Division does, Forestry Mm -hmm. does, Parks does. So boat launches, public boat launches, DNR boat launches are managed by Parks Division. Yeah. so fish division actually doesn't own or manage any land um so i'm sure those other divisions forestry wildlife and things are certainly involved with this and reviewing it but it, yeah i guess it will be like you said interesting to see where it goes like we said camp grayling i have hunted there it is closed at certain times of year um but yeah this does have does have some conflict obviously
0: yeah but what could i mean again what what could it do to the watershed? Whether it be polluting the waters or,
3: well, I guess you like know. you said, it's you're so not necessarily knowing exactly what happens at Camp Grayling like when they do their training. My assumption would be that it alters the landscape. You know what? Like maybe Bob, you, you would do, assume it's and, got
0: to right. Yeah, some, like,
3: so f- some it's heavily, It's more heavily. It's going to be more heavily used than just recreational people yep. going there, walking, camping, hunting, <laughs> mm-hmm. fishing, biking, ATV. So, um, yeah, like you said, it certainly has it's, the potential to alter the landscape because of the level of use mm-hmm. that would happen.
1: It's the only range in the state of Michigan that you can shoot over fifty caliber um, weapon systems on. And so my concern from, from, an, from an environmental aspect is that, you know, Shooting anything over, shooting 50 caliber, shooting uh, 25 millimeter out of you know Bradley fighting vehicles and and, 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 in other weapon systems that the U.S. Army maintains, like that's a significant amount of munitions going into the ground, and that's a a large amount of lead. All right, one, two. um, I've been in the army long enough to know how well they manage their properties, and I'm not saying anything bad about the army. Okay, but at the same time, uh, like I've been to Camp Grilling and I've trained on Camp Grilling and seen what they use it for, and I, I think it's it's got more than enough land. Like
0: what? Looking uh, at to, on a to map, it's massive. I did
1: not realize how big. To what extent is. is the Michigan National Guard expanding that it needs to double its size because right. it's the main training camp in Michigan yeah. for you know as far as uh, you know any. Michigan National Guardsmen, when they go on their annual trainings, they—the vast majority of them—are going up to their their two week training in the summertime. They're going up to Camp Grayling, and it's normally going to be a summertime type thing. So I don't—if they do open it up, I don't foresee a whole lot of training happening in those fall months when hunters would be utilizing the ground as well. But at the same time, like I just—I just see this as like an encroachment on on I, we've hunted in Grailing. We've we've we know that area mm-hmm. very intimately, and and I and I don't I don't think that they need it for one. Yeah. To what it's it, Like you you have to you have to be able to explain to me how the Michigan National Guard is expanding at such a rate that it needs to double its size in land. You know, for you're talking about armories and things like that that exist all over, throughout the state, which are small armories that exist, you know, throughout the Metro Detroit area and throughout the, all the metro areas. So it'd be like it'd be like Saginaw, Ann Arbor has them um, Grand Rapids places like that all have these National Guard armories and they have different jobs within and they have different fields within, you know, within the Michigan National Guard and they all need to train at some point. So they got to go to the ranges and they have to shoot and they have to be able to maneuver and do their training and tactics and things like that. But to what extent does it need to extend from one hundred and fifty thousand acres to three hundred thousand acres? Yep. You know what I'm saying. And to take away, you know you if you give something away, it's very difficult to take it back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like once you lease yeah. it, once you lease it to the state, like the state owns it. Right. And if they want to say, you know what, nobody's coming on this land. Throughout this whole period of time, there nobody's allowed to, and you're like, but you said we could, right. yeah. But we also put in there that little clause that says that only when trainings happen, yeah, or not right. happening, or something like that. You see what I'm saying? You're 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 basically taking away uh, the public land users' right to be able to access the yeah. land as they feel fit, because we used to go up there in camp, we would pull mm-hmm. a camper right on the land and be able to hunt that land and have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. There's no issues. Cause you were outside of the camp grailing cantonment area or the, the training area. And, you know, I, I just foresee this as a, again, not trying to be like a conspiracy theory kind of dude or anything like that, but like, like I, it's a land grab. It's, 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 once they cut you off, you're done. You're like you, you, you don't. You're not going to have access to it. That that's going to be owned by the state of Michigan, and they're going to shut it down due to military operations. And there's shit you can do about it. And you know what I'm saying? We want to support our troops and things like that. And I get that. I'm in the army, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here telling you this. You want to support your troops and be able to give them the opportunity to be able to there to be able to go up there and train. But I've been in Camp Grilling multiple times and the the ground itself that they ha- already have is underutilized. They don't need more. Yeah. I don't see the reason to need more. And for some kind of telecommunications thing like I I'd have to get the specifics in order to be able to make a judgment like okay, yeah, this is worth this the bang is worth the buck here. You know, we might
0: yeah, let's give well, it to them. Let's I've, give it to the Michigan from National. What I've Guard heard because they, they can't they do the it. training they want to do with this new futuristic whatever. They can't do the training with the size land they have. That's what they're saying. That's why they need the experience. I, I would need specifics. So, so it's very vague. I mean, everything has been very vague on what and what they maybe, what, I guess they what, can't, they, what they need and the so maybe they can't disclose or they yeah. don't want to disclose
1: to the public what it what they yeah. exactly again, like, are doing the, with it, and, for for
0: security reasons. But at the yeah. same time, again, this is this still like at the DNR director's like he's got to decide whether to even go to the next steps and then there's so many other details that would have to be ironed out before any of this would be finalized so this is years down the road you know again because you have to do the environmental risk like how long is that going to take to see like what all they're going to be doing what that's going to do the land and again such a big watershed too i just thought it was interesting to since we already talked about it i we just did not talk about the implications of the Osabo river muskegon river on oh, that side right, of I'm, it
3: i'm I misspoke. You were right. It is the and Manistee. I just pulled up an article about Boom. it. Boom. Right.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'd be weary about it. It's. But I, yeah. I, don't even hunt that area. I'm not, not even yeah. close to that area. But at the same yeah. time, I'd be skeptical as to like. Yeah. You know, let's let's give up, let's give up more hunting well, land. Like to, you said, once
0: you give something away, you're, they're just going to take, take, take. You know.
1: And, and it's, it's, it, it, <laughs> They're going to say
0: they need more. And say they need you, more. You
1: can't give it back at that point. Once right. it's leased, if that, if that's what they want to do. They want to yeah. lease it for an X number of ten years. Ten years, it says. For ten years, you may not get access to that land yep. at all. Period. Yeah and there's there ain't shit you can do about it yep because it's in, a, <laughs> just, in some clause
0: uh, some legal binding thing yeah. that you know yeah. and, and I, I don't like it I, it, it stinks yeah. to me but i'm going to keep reading up on it cuz it's super interesting even though again we don't go up there anymore or, you know i mean we've got family up there but that we don't really <laughs> talk to anymore oh, yeah. but um yeah i just think it's interesting anything like that going on in our state and especially taking away from the resources that we have—that's a lot, 160,000 acres. There's I did the math. It's a big chunk. Of um,
3: right now, I think it's like you said. I think their area is about 150,000, which is around 230 square miles. So it'd be almost 500 square miles. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Did you find the map where it shows what they want? Where they want to expand?
3: Um, a little bit. I don't. I didn't. I, I didn't,
0: found I didn't look there. at it. But when I was watching that episode of Michigan Outdoors, they actually showed it on the screen, like where you could yeah. go. Um but it's like an interactive map where you can literally click on what there's like five different zones that they want, but it's spread out all over. It's very weird. But in the 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 other weird thing too is in those chunks of state land, there are private parcels that are in right in the middle of it. So that's a whole nother aspect of it. If how does that how does that factor in? If I was a private
1: landowner, I'd be pissed. Right. Like this is, you know, right. like you're just going to commandeering yeah. my land or everything around it, right? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. Like it, it stinks it, to me. I'm not. I'm it not stinks. Su- I'm not super. It smells
0: like the poopy.
1: I'm I, I'm about as pro military as it gets.
0: But yeah. well, that's how that's how Stephen Rennell was. He was very pro military, and he's like anything we can do to support our military. Blah blah blah. You know. And then now he's like, hold on, pump the brakes. Let's get more information on this because I think that's a sign
3: of. I think that's a sign of like looking at this objectively as opposed to subjectively, right, Right. Bob? Like you said, hey, I'm pro military, but what are the objectives of this project? And I may not be, I may not feel like why are these objectives not being met with what you currently have, as opposed to just like you said, blanket statement, do whatever you want, pro military, right? Still thinking about it. So right,
0: right, right, yeah. We'll, we'll keep everybody posted on that as we learn more. So, um, those are the main topics I want to talk about in this episode. We'll, we'll, we've we've been pretty dark the last couple episodes, <laughs> you know. I just, I, I just getting you back, Jason. I wanted to at least get your opinion yeah. on those couple. Sure, um, I got a few other ones that we'll uh, we'll get into in the next next couple sure. podcasts. So, um, but yeah, so um, what else? We, what else you guys got? Anything else going on? What do you got coming up, Jimmy?
2: I was gonna do the B rooting thing just to be. Well, we're smartest. not quite there yet. You got anything
0: <laughs> coming up? Any any future trips? Are you doing anything with your life?
2: I'm going hunting next weekend, baby. <laughs> okay. Where are you going? I'm gonna be up in uh Gladwin County.
0: I w I wanna know where though. I wanna roads. I, I wanna come sit with I've you.
2: I've been told not to say. <laughs> Because uh, it's my buddy's property and he doesn't want. He's one of them government
0: types. So. Oh, I know. I know your buddy's name. I can look it up on Do it. I'll find it. Don't yeah, worry.
2: you'll find it. it. Search so, the so name on Alex, and uh, you'll find his yeah. parcel.
0: Don't worry about <laughs> no, it. No, we're
2: going up to my buddy's dad's place up in. I know
0: uh, your buddy's dad's name too. I'll look it up. In <laughs> <Maryland> <laughs> County. I'll be there. Don't so, worry. Uh I'll be in your blind.
2: So yeah, and then he's got. He's got a nicely stocked pond in his on his property. He's got two actually, so I'll probably throw. Couple lures in the water,
0: see what happens while I'm out there. Suicide too. duck. Okay. Suicide <laughs> duck. Um, that is, I'm just going to go on record saying I'm probably not going to meet that challenge. <laughs> it was all like, send down that hot ass chip now. <laughs> and I'm uh, accepting the, the hot ass chip you know, so, and the polar bear plunge. So I'm being told
2: that we should not do this polar plunge for health reasons because a couple of us are I'm, bigger guys and it's not. I'm being told I don't give a shit. It's not good for your heart. <laughs> Well, it's I've not. Heard that you as can well. have a sudden. Well, so I, I. We'll make I sure think a nurse should, is there or something. I think we should be very.
0: Uh, We're gonna tie a rope on you. Don't worry. It about sounds it. like you better get in the woods. I don't and meet know your challenge,
2: I, dude. I'm more worried about the musky thing because you know everybody's like, you better like. Be in the boat. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, well, my wife wants to go, and.
0: You only got a couple <sighs> more months of musky fishing. I know. Where I only got, got two guys. Three that, months of. I watched, you know, I
2: watched
1: dudes catch like giant musky off of the side of some pier on Lake St. Mm-hmm. Clair. I only know two dudes that time. musky fish
2: and both of them are telling me the same thing.
1: You don't even need a boat to catch muskies.
3: So, I don't know if we would have to look into it because I don't know if it's um, a public just open to the public place or you have to be part of the marina. But, at the Clinton River Spillway when we were fishing last year and my dad and I caught that muskie, 20 minutes later a guy caught one off the break wall right there Um and I'd have to look into it a little bit, but that could be a spot for you, Jimmy. Stop from sure.
1: giving away all my spots.
3: Oh, you mean the most popular <laughs> spot in the fall? The of most, the, entire the lake. most popular, <laughs> the most popular spot just, in like
0: November. I'm gonna just put D-7.
3: put a charter
0: on the credit card and just send it. Hey, I think it's better just to do this polar bear plunge. Like I'm not that worried.
2: I'm not. About it. I'm not. I don't. I'm not I mean, afraid. it's gonna. Soak. I'm not afraid of cold water. But I do have people who are genuinely concerned, saying, "Hey, you should. You're, you're you're pretty in- big dude, so you shouldn't be doing. You got this. all the insulation. Well, you're not even going to feel it. Should you be it?
1: more concerned about meeting the challenge, or maybe about getting your life together, so that
2: you're not? <laughs> 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 so that's not
1: a factor. Jumping into cold water. I'm working
2: on it. I'm, I've been working out every day. You know.
1: Yeah, working on them 12-ounce curls. Fucking, <laughs> so I was doing,
2: now I was doing 30s, so I'm working on that. There you go. Did, oh, I man.
1: did oh, 30 ounces. Yeah, I, I think you should, worry, ounces.
0: you should worry about meeting your challenge rather than what's going to happen if you don't meet the challenge.
3: I'm trying, man. I'm
0: exactly. Dude, exactly. Listen, we don't don't focus on this, like whole, the, whole, this Jason, thing we need to I set did. a date for this, by the way. We need to book the cabin. So we need to look at a calendar book we could we should do it around the sturgeon weekend yeah if we can do something like maybe well you know maybe like the weekend before or weekend after or something like that yeah february probably gonna be the best month make sure we have safe ice um
3: once once winter rolls around my mom and dad don't go up there at all cuz the cabin shut down and I get free rain.
0: <laughs> there you go
3: Wait do we have to cut a hole in the ice Why don't we just you know I mean
0: how else are you getting in the water Just wait until it's starting to <laughs> you're
2: thaw out You just gonna a jump and hope it breaks Just just wait until it starts thawing out and you're walking in ice water dude No we're going to cut a hole No we're
3: There's cutting a, a hole in the how ice How deep are we There's talking a, here um, there's a polar plunge. Probably not too deep.
1: And we should probably tie a rope on that every single Wait, are
2: we talking else. about doing this in water that's over our heads? <laughs> I that's I not I safe know. at all. I've oh. never done it. she no, freaking, freaking out. out right now. There's a- <laughs> She's freaking we're, out.
1: My dad gonna does gonna you, not want me to do this. We're going to let, let you wear a life preserver when you go in.
0: I'm like, not
2: worried about that part.
1: That's a good idea. We're life going if your heart stops, at least you'll be floating. Bear girls
2: taught me how to do this on the Discovery Channel, so I, like, I'm ready for it. It's just, what um, were you saying, but Here's Harrison? what
3: we'll do. So here's what we'll do. In the essence of safety and medical staff, we can go to Tip-Up Town on Houghton Lake, and they have a polar bear plunge, and there's medical staff around.
1: My it wife's won't. a nurse. We can just bring her.
0: No, I like that because then they already have the polar plunge. Your wife is yeah. like <laughs> holes already cut. There's safety actual so Paramedics my and dive team there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's She's, a <laughs> nurse. She's
2: a pediatric. She's a pediatric. She's gonna help me because I'm gonna be a little baby in that fucking. <laughs> <nice water. laughs> You're be a
0: little bitch.
3: <laughs>
0: when is Tip Up Town? January. I'm right? trying
3: to find here. It's yeah, I mean it's it's ice fishing season out there on Houghton Lake. That's what we're
0: gonna do. We're gonna uh, rent cabins on Houghton Lake for tip of town. I'm okay with here it. There you yeah. go. This sounds fun. Polar Bear
3: Plunge Day. Um I'll have to see where this one is, but it looks like
0: Then we can watch Frozen Stupid. <laughs> oh,
3: Jesus. I referenced okay, so I started singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot today. <laughs> and Nikki looked at me and was repulsed, and she goes, "I don't know where that's from, but stop singing it."
0: <laughs> oh my God, what is that? Frozen Swing stupid? low, Ooh, sweet, sweet, sweet cherry. cherry. I feel like I'm in a cult right now. What the hell's home happening?
1: For the carry me <laughs>
2: home. home. <laughs> What is happening here? <laughs> it's
0: from Esquire Moonlight. You still haven't seen it. I gotta watch I it again. No,
2: you are one pathetic loser. I have seen the movie. It's just been a long time.
0: Well, Somebody like, hasn't mean, seen it. So I was like you are not I allowed to it. hunt until you watch that movie. I've seen it.
2: It's just I was again. ten.
0: Again, I'm gonna quiz you on the next one. Because I remember the guy's like,
2: this should be chicken chit. Well,
0: never... Everybody knows that line, whether you saw the movie or not. <laughs> God, oh, God. So that's what we'll do, tip up town. I think it'd be a fun weekend. Bring I the bring the wives up there. Your wife ain't going. <laughs> My my dad, she hates all everything about no, this all podcast. Go, yeah, she we'll does. We'll get a cabin. My dad's and everything spot, about outdoors.
2: My dad's place in uh, Harrison is only 30 minutes away from well, there. Well, you can stay something.
0: there. We're going to stay right on the lake cuz then we can get hammered off the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, We're going to be drunk all and my blood jumping in this cold ass water. I got to thin I'll, my blood back out after I'll it gets get super thick from jumping. hammered and stay the night at your
1: cabin.
2: That's all right. I like that idea. it looks like
3: in in 22, it was at the end of January, so yeah, towards the end of January. As long as it's
0: not the same weekend as Sturgeon, we're good. Right.
3: That's right. the first and week, I think Sturgeon, That's
0: first weekend in February. We could just do it during Sturgeon. I've already got a whole cut. 25 feet of water, let's go. Sturgeon is al-
1: almost always that weekend prior to Super Bowl Sunday, right? yeah,
0: it's the first Saturday in February.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. almost always that way. So. Yep.
0: Jason, are you coming up this year for that?
3: Oh, we'll see. No,
0: it's always I could, the wheelchair. I, oppor- I have the You're the most uncommittal son of a bitch I've ever met. <laughs> I have. Uh,
3: <laughs> I, I've, been, I could I've actually, been that
0: uncommitted for like fifteen years.
3: What is this? He's not could, invited anymore. <laughs> what is this? I could actually uh, sign up to work the event.
0: Boom. That's, Fest. That wouldn't be as fun though. Sturgeon Fest is no. a like a festival. Unless they you could do just document on, it, like, go. Hey, I'm going to go up there and document it, but not be Mr. Green Jeans. Sturgeon Fest is a festival <laughs> they
1: do on Black Lake. For Sturgeon spearing, the season it, the, the season opens. There's a quota of fish, and it's usually like what, what five. six, five or six, five, five or and six. And as soon as they get the quota, like it's uh, like a shotgun start in the morning, like on that Saturday, it's
0: like six a.m. or something. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. Five and or then- six fish for the entire lake. There'll the, be like yeah. eighty DNR COs all La- around the lake.
3: Public La- public service announcement: If the sturgeon spearing season starts at eight a.m., don't have your guide pick you up at eight a.m.
1: <laughs> last last year, it lasted like thirty-five minutes.
0: Yep.
3: Oh,
1: wow. they had steer, They had speared uh, six. Or, you know, five. I think it was, last
0: year it was six, and they they had speared six fish within 30, 37 minutes or something like that. And then okay. all of a sudden, they start lighting cannons off around the lake, and then the DNR will knock on every shanty. Telling you season's over. You gotta take a flag down. It's a big event. There's a beer tent right on the ice. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. You they... Drive
2: all the way up north just to fish for thirty five minutes. It's
0: well, a, It's I good mean, w- make a weekend it takes, uh, longer, pretty much. it takes longer for us to drag all the shit out on the ice, <laughs> cut the hole, drag it all off. It, it takes longer to do all that than the entire season. It sounds last. like something your
2: dad would be. The into.
0: longest season we've ever had, I think it went about three, three and a half hours. Oh, okay. And that was just because the water was so dirty, you couldn't even see if there was Where fish Where is it? What city is this? Black, Black Lake. Black Lake. ton of fun.
3: So um, I'm looking here. The Tip-Up Town USA has a Facebook page, and it looks like there is an award for the best polar bear dip. So there's a little so, style yeah. involved.
0: Okay. Okay. I like it. So that, and then we got to order some of these hot chips. They're ten bucks oh, each.
3: Oh, great!
2: They're ten bucks each. What's ten bucks each? The pocky, the pocky uh, chips. Challenge. It used to be like fifty. No, they're only ten bucks, mm-hmm. from what I've heard. Let's get them, I, dude.
1: I gotta get like on these challenges because I don't think my body can handle like both those things,
0: especially in one day. Like, maybe eat? we spread well, it out over, over two days. Well, no, you are going to be
2: in one day. You are going
0: to eat the chip, and while you are chewing it, you are going to jump in the
2: lake. <laughs> Jesus it's like
3: an Christ. upper and a downer. <laughs> yeah, your whole body's just like, <laughs> and <laughs> then like, you have to
1: finish
2: it with three snorts of fucking absinthe.
1: Like, like all, all of the uh, the cast of the pair, the terrible outdoorsmen, have died this weekend. <laughs> yep. yep
0: we're gonna have to have somebody have do like had a public massive service heart attacks one one last public, public service announcement for episode. our one listener um they're all dead they're idiots uh thanks for listening <laughs> yeah that's funny jg what do you got you doing anything so, any plans
3: um got the salmon deal coming up here in two weekends and then last weekend in september uh let's see let me pull up the calendar it would be september 30th is a friday october 1 october 2 um i'm gonna be over in grand rapids saturday night for a comedian with my dad and brother josh blue we got tickets to that but trying to be down in the area that weekend so maybe a little musky chasing we'll see
0: what weekend is this
3: first weekend in october
0: Let's go. Let me know.
2: Jason, are you going to you see know. Rodney Carrington? <laughs> no. Oh.
0: Josh Blue, you said, right?
2: Josh Blue. Yeah, he's a comedian. Oh, I missed the name. My bad. Edit that out. <laughs> oh. I don't want to look like thanks, an ass on for the podcast. Thanks for paying pod. attention.
0: I don't want to look like an
2: ass on the podcast. I will purposely
0: leave this in now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's coming up short term. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited to hear that some people are getting ready for hunting season. I have not done any prep. So,
0: My goal is to, opening day, I would like to be in the woods. Whether or not that happens will determine on whether it's 90 degrees in the state.
3: Depending on whether that meant October 1st or November 15th, we'll see.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
3: Keeping your options open. So, it yeah, depends what
0: on what go. I'm seeing on these trail cameras, too, because I have not been overly impressed so far. But If you see listen, the elk
3: running through like last year.
0: Oh, yeah. We get on it.
2: I don't think I'm doing archery until like October 10th. So, but, uh,
3: but yeah, I just clarifying:
0: this early dough season that's next weekend is a firearm season, so you can use a firearm. Yep, or a bow. If you you want sure use a can. Bow. But it's firearm season. Bob, what are you doing? You got anything planned? <laughs> oh, you know,
3: <laughs> just about stuff. To take a sip of that white claw. Just, just awesome. stuff
0: and whatnot. Drinking the
2: claws. <laughs> <laughs> Pinky up. There you go. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> are you going to actually do anything cool. this
0: weekend? Oh shit! What am I doing? This get weekend? your boat yeah, out! Yeah, get I'm your actually, boat out! Let's go, Sturgeon. I already fishing. told
1: you this. I'm I'm grabbing my bow. I'm going over to Dad's. I'm going out back, and I'm setting up some trail cams and doing that kind of shit. Mom's birthday this weekend, and then
0: that won't get a muskie in your boat. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing Sunday. Come on out Saturday night. Bring your boat. Do some musky fishing. Do some surgeon fishing. I'm not sure what's going on Sunday. I do need to mow my grass. It's been a hot minute.
2: This is why he won't meet his challenge. Either I will, I'm going to throw this out here uh, on, on the airway. Here he goes. If any of you guys, no, not that. Here he goes. Oh, maybe now the temptation's real here. But uh, what? what? What am I missing? Probably the B rooting thing, right? No. Oh, me asking you guys to take me fishing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So here yeah, we go. If you guys, uh, if you guys have room on your boat, you know, either if you guys go musky fishing, just or just any type of fishing, or even if you guys aren't fishing, if you guys are free, <laughs> <laughs>
0: can you guys come out and play? <laughs> You know, just you know. Just, just let side, me know you dragging know? his
3: toys around waiting for the neighborhood <laughs> kids to Seriously.
2: come out. There's
1: a possibility for me to to musky fish this weekend. Well, there's always a possibility, but it really a possibility. Yeah, we'll s-
2: while that grass,
1: I, that grass I, can I, wait. Well, I looked at the forecast it's calling for like 50% chance of rain. I'm like, I can fish in
0: rain. I don't know if my wife Did you know fish that in like two months that grass will all be white? Yep. Yeah, that's true. It'll all be covered in fucking snow, so who cares how it's long it is? It's gonna be covered in fucking leaves here real soon. And that's yep. Whole but the lakes you will be. Need to let, you
3: need lake, to let your grass grow a lot before winter, so it can survive and be ready for spring. So yep. keep it really Perfect. long.
0: Perfect. I like that theory. I like it a lot. I don't cut it short. Yeah. yeah. But you can't fish for muskie when there's snow on the lake. True. Says who? <laughs> I mean, I guess in theory. It's, it's tough to jig bondies through the ice, I guess, but you could. Hey, you need to
3: go stick one on the Bondi in the North Channel on Saturday and then go catch a 60-inch sturgeon at 1030 t- at night.
0: Okay. I'm gonna catch, you you I'm just gonna, called it. I'm going
1: to catch a 51-inch muskie on Sunday, and then October, October, 1st, our, October 1st shoot 150-inch I'm going to shoot buck. a 150-in-5-eighths-inch buck. Five I wish
3: you had said. I wish you had said four eights. I really like when they use the eights, and
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. two eights, four eights, one fifty, 8s
3: Can you measure it in centimeters? God,
1: hashtag dumb. In Canada, yeah. What's Boone and Crockett? In? I use the metric system. Boone to me. and Crockett or Pope and Young in in Canada is it in centimeters? They
3: have different names, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> on that note, we need to end this shit. <laughs> um, I am I kind of said what I was doing, hitting the hitting the sturgeon this weekend. So, hopefully we're the best, probably gonna hit some muskie Saturday. Um, got a concert tomorrow night, stoked for it. Boom. And then uh I don't know, I might get out Sunday too. See what the weather's going to do. See how late I'm out sturgeon fishing on Saturday. That'll determine my Sunday status. So, yeah till til next seeping. week. He's going to be sleepy. I'm going to be so sleepy. I want him to get up at 5 a.m. on Saturday so I can sleep in a little bit. So I'm hopefully not sucking ass so much on Saturday night. So we'll see. But it is going to be a bitch. I, I totally forgot a story, by the way. Totally forgot a story. I don't know how the fuck I forgot this story. I, I can't I can't forget it. So when we're sturgeon fishing, right? It gets to the end of the night, 1 o'clock in the morning when I'm calling it, right? And I want to pull the anchors, Okay. So pulling the anchors, well, it's a 35-pound anchor, but it's about 100 foot of rope i got to pull up, right? Um, obviously, pulling up by hand, I don't have a powered anchor or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm pulling it up, and it feels like it's about 100 pounds because you're fighting the current. And, and I'm like, why the fuck is this thing so heavy? And I'm literally giving it everything I've got to get it up about two feet at a time, and I'm just sweating my ass off and I'm like I've got to take a break like halfway up and I'm like why the fuck is this thing this heavy? This is the first time I've used these anchors. So I'm thinking like there's no way these are that heavy. There's just no fucking way. Last year we used a milk bu- or a, a a bucket full of concrete that we used for an anchor. So I'm lifting it up and I finally like like I'm taking breaks. Like i this whole thing is probably 10 minutes of me pulling up one anchor. And I'm like what the fuck? And I finally get it up to where I can see it, and the anchor is hooked on the other line. So I'm trying oh. to I'm trying to pull <laughs> up the anchors, and it's hooked on the other anchor rope. And that's why it's nice. so goddamn heavy because I'm trying to pull both anchors up at the same time, and it's nice. not pulling the other anchor up because it, as it lifts that other anchor off the ground, it's just dragging on the bottom and re-hooking into the bottom. It's a nightmare. So there you go. I can't get it unhooked like i'm sitting here messing with it and because of the current like i can't i tried dropping it down it's still like running right along the line of the other anchor and uh so i have denise hold it and she's like holding i've got it wrapped around like my cleat just sitting where it's at and i had to get on the other anchor pull the other anchor up while she's holding that one up and then once i got them up to where they met then it was a complete clusterfuck getting them untangled Oh, in the meantime, we're flying downriver because we're not anchored yeah, anymore. Six miles and an like, hour. I'm, I've, correct got, is. I've got the other girl with the spotlight like shining the shore. I'm like, just make sure I'm not going to plow into a dock or something because yeah. we're not far from shore because there's yeah. such a drop off. Like, we might be, what, 40 yards from shore? If, yeah, that. if that. So I'm messing with both these anchors and like reaching as far under my boat as I can to try to untangle this shit. Finally get it. Get, them, get the anchors in the boat. And I'm like, my it was a flashback of me dying on on Kent Lake walking across <laughs> like my asthma killed me because I'm literally giving these these anchors yeah. everything I got. I can't tell you how heavy these things felt. They normally feel wow. pretty heavy because you're fighting the current as you're pulling the anchor up. So yeah, that was my stupid story. I can't believe I forgot forgot to tell that. That's funny. It was uh it was terrible, but save that for the end. That was a good one. So All right, <clears throat> any final comments? No, sir. <clears throat> <laughs> just say it just do it get it out of your system
1: I love it keep your legs crossed in your mind on Jesus
0: I was expecting it in a British accent though <laughs> I couldn't
1: I, I don't think I could figure that out right now <laughs> keep your legs crossed in your mind on Jesus Harry governor po- Harry Potter <laughs> governor. I think that's British <laughs>
2: Harry
0: Potter 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 just be rooting that's all I got I like it. That's fine. That, you can say it. Okay. I,
1: I, I don't I'm mind with that. that. Yeah. It's all the other stuff, especially when you start talking about Vladimir Putin.
2: That's you. <laughs> it's in by God be shooting, but above, be, all, be be be, be, be above all, be kind. As as be say kind Above
0: all Jesus. As long as you don't say anything about the queen, you're going to get shunned for that well no. edit that the first god save the out.
1: king and god bless the queen i've said it three times in this podcast
2: <laughs> it's, it's a little bit just a little new international, international listeners.
1: listeners the queen passed away the today and uh apparently that's a big deal i don't know why that's a big deal in america I, I, but i've
0: never understood the royal family and that's fine <laughs> my wife follows it like she's obsessed with it all and princess diana and that old shit like, there
2: are allies perfect there are allies yeah, perfect
0: that's I, great i, I don't,
1: I don't really know i don't know do they even do anything does it is it like the king or the queen even in charge of anything in england so i did I this, is, know.
0: this is a little fun fact to end this with i didn't realize this but the prime minister of canada actually reports to the queen of england
3: really still yes.
0: mm-hmm. still
3: is that you said it's really? justin trudeau right bob is that what you said I didn't say that Trudeau
0: is his last is the prime minister, but yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that. Still, our my friends in Canada actually told me that, like he actually has to report to the queen. Is it of is it like an English territory? Or I I, I fuck, assume I, don't know. Some, I guess I've never really like I've never really. Like, like Britain into has into it. has yeah. their prime minister, and then Canada has their prime minister. They all report back to the queen. Didn't know it. But, but what is fun. the queen actually running? Like they
1: don't they don't. Actually Apparently, make the des- world they don't make decisions. Apparently, the world. Like she just like, like she wears funny hats and like has a lot of With, all, with all due and respect. Shed. Rest in peace,
0: the Queen. Rest in I peace. Rest in peace. I do Jesus whatever, Christ.
1: Whatever, whatever you're into.
0: We're not talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about the Queen
3: of England, okay? Rest in <laughs> queen, queen Elizabeth. <laughs> not Jesus rest Christ. In, rest in
0: peace, Jesus
1: Christ.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: What? That's a long time ago, I, I man. I didn't
3: say
2: that at yeah. all. It's like literally <laughs>
1: 22 years ago
0: <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, be rooting. I study history. Are. I'm not a history. On that note, okay, yeah. been fun, guys. Um, Jason, good catching up with you. Um, yeah, hopefully it's been we'll a while. get you back on a regular basis. Are you okay with it? I'm so tired. What oh are you my doing? god, he's falling asleep over here. I'm over there, playing it's with like his, I'm so sorry. It's eight o'clock at that night. Amish beard is it's 9:30. <laughs> 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 um yeah got some good stuff coming up on some future podcasts we will get back into the mix of doing some these on a regular basis pending stormageddon's don't hit um getting into hunting season so we'll have lots of good content coming up so we do have a um, couple special guests that are going to be coming up pretty soon in this month so that'll be fun um but yeah other than that get outdoors and don't be terrible